Good evening, bowlers. Welcome to the 58th episode of The Step Back. Your host, Leon Tompkins. My main man, Jacob Moses, we gave him the night off. <laughs> Our uh, pinch hitter from Total Basis Podcast, Felipe Mauricio. How you doing, everybody? Good to be on the show. Thank you for having me, Leon, as always. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem. And uh, valued guest member, James Pinos. How you doing, brother? Good, good, Leon. How's it going, all, all you guys? Good, good. You know, uh, wearing the crown, that feels good. Uh, <laughs> broken a little, little four-game losing streak, but uh, your Knicks are hot. But, you know, so far we're pretty good here. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. You got a lot of injuries, you know, which kind of sums up the fantasy season this year also. Yeah, James, I'm sorry, uh, Leon and I were talking about that uh, before you got on, that this has got to be one of the worst years of fantasy basketball in terms of injuries. Um, it's COVID is involved. Uh, players are just getting hurt left and right. Load management also played a role. Uh, it just mm-hmm. seemed like, yeah, well, Leon would know, but I mean, his Brooklyn Nets are still, last I checked, they're still um, uh, roaming or running, you know, like not, as if nothing has happened. But, uh, no, this has to be one of the worst years, uh, one of the most frustrating years in fantasy basketball in my entire history. Uh, is that the way you see it, James? Is, was this one of the worst years in fantasy basketball in all the years you've yeah, been I mean, playing? Yeah, a lot of stuff, like, factors in. If you look at it, I mean, you know, they had the delayed season last year. They went straight from that. Basically, it was a really short off season. So they didn't get real full training camps, you know, for some of the guys. Even some of the rookie injuries, you know, they didn't get summer league conditioning like they usually would, went straight into the new season. You got the condensed schedule. So they went back to a lot of back-to-back games, which they had really kind of eliminated the year before, Yeah, which seemed to help with, you know, with some of those little nagging injuries, not having to go back-to-back so much. And they did all that, and everything's just kind of condensed and put together. And, you know, hopefully next year, you know, with a more regular schedule and hopefully lots of the back-to-backs, so, you know, it won't be anywhere near as crazy, but, you know. Yeah, those are all very good points. I didn't even think about that, how last year it wasn't as bad, uh, even though it was in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and there was no <laughs> there was no traveling. So, there were, right. yeah, I, I know that it's one of the biggest complaints about NBA, among NBA players is that the traveling really taxes their body and uh, getting getting those red eyes back to uh, back home. And it's just ridiculous. And then waking up for morning practice, especially if you're, uh, if you're a fan oh. of the Knicks, uh, Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> oh, that's what he's going to do. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter or anything, but uh, uh, so James, I've been meaning to ask. So uh, last I checked, you're down in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And you're a Knicks fan? Well, I'm originally from New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the accent's still there. You know, everyone tells me that, you know, obviously you got that New York accent and it never really goes away. Right. Uh, you know, so always been a Knicks fan, you know, growing up, you know, it was the heyday, you know, back in the 90s, the battles with the Bulls, obviously, you know, those games were intense. You know, we used to have like the whole family over, people screaming, yelling, cursing at the refs on the TV, you know, <laughs> the whole nine, you know, those, those, to me, those great, you know, defensive matchups, you know, the Heat, Bulls, Knicks, you know, the Pistons there, you know, it was just, you just know, you know, every, every possession was, you know, an intense battle. Uh, I have to ask a follow-up question for you, James, and then uh, let's see here. So you mentioned that it was must-see TV. You brought the whole family to watch the Knicks and Bulls, Knicks and Heat, Knicks and Pistons. Mm-hmm. Is it – I know that there's a Knicks revival going on. I just uh, mentioned Coach Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau, who's uh, really uh, – he do, he's doing what Tom Thibodeau does best, and that's kind of uh, – uh, 
you know, uh, reignite uh, a dying franchise. But mm-hmm. do you, is there, do you have that feeling now, like the way you're describing in the 90s where, oh man, Knicks are facing Team X. I'm bringing the whole family over. We're going to watch tonight or uh, this weekend because it's a big matchup uh, this weekend. Is, is there a similar feeling in today's game with you? Uh, for us, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're starting to feel that old New York vibe. You know, to me, it's, you know, Thibodeau run that. I liked him, you know, coming in because he was going to bring that old school New York attitude, you know, which to me has been lacking uh, for years. You know, I, I, I was never a great fan of Fisdale. Uh, when they hired him, I just, you know, they kept talking about he's a player's coach, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, I mean, if he's a player's coach, then why didn't nobody want to come play for him? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the whole thing. That first offseason, it's like, okay, well, you know, he's got all these supposed player connections and they love him, but I didn't see anyone running across the finish line, you know, to come play for him. Um, you know, and people rag on Thibs, but, you know, his old players love him. You know, the only player I've ever heard really complain about him is Cat. Cat's a lazy defender. You know, I love his offensive skill set. Um, but, you know, even now with other coaches, you know, you hear it. He doesn't move on defense. Yeah, he doesn't muscle about... on he's, he's a big dude, and he's not intimidating people coming to the basket. Uh, You're talking about Carl Anthony Towns over there? Yeah, Carl Anthony yeah, Towns. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's him and Jimmy Butler didn't get along for that reason, you know, because he's, mm-hmm. you know. When you when you play tough defense on the perimeter and you're forcing your guy into awkward shots, you know you're big supposed to come over and erase that thing, right? You know, and he's just not there. He's not hustling on those plays. Listen here, James. You know, you know we uh, you mentioned the, the Knicks uh, 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 battles in the '90s coming today. The Knicks Nets battles this year have been outstanding. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you have Thibodeau's coach of the year? The only other person I really could – I see in my eyes at this point would be the Jazz coach. I mean, because – I mean, that came out – I mean, they're a great team, but if you look at them again, it's another defensive-based team, yeah. a couple of stars and a whole bunch of role players, uh, guys just doing their role and playing hard defense. Um, and they surprised everyone. I don't think anyone saw – you know, you always kind of see them as a middle-of-the-pack team. Uh, but Mitchell and Gobert both, you know, stepped up. And you got guys like Ingles and, you know, uh, a couple of Bogdanovich over there, you know, who, who doesn't get a lot of credit, uh, you know, around league circles. But, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big piece over there. Wow. Quinn Snyder for Coach of the Year. I, it seems like it was only yesterday when it was only a matter of time that he was going to get fired. And I'll look at him. He's, like you said, it's just been pretty surprising. And, you know, at this point, you would have to consider it. But... I don't know about you guys, but it sounds like it might be Tibbs uh, uh, getting it uh, this year. I mean, if you look at the expectations before the season, mm-hmm. it's got to be Tibbs. The Knicks are supposed to be like bottom three lottery team, you know, and they're the four seed. <laughs> Steve Nash. <laughs> huh? Oh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Even with all of the talent he has, uh, Playing with two of the big three, playing with the big three, you play with one. I mean, the Nets have went through more starting lineups than the rest of the NBA. You could uh, argue Nash, you could argue Monty Williams, but when that championship comes home to Brooklyn, it, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's 
it's already he's already counting his his chip before they hatches yeah, over there. You know, I, I know, you know, you know, Leandro all happy and everything, but I don't know, you know. Um, I know. you know, defensively. Yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be desired. You know, defensively and you know, and, and to me defensively a lot of that's chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, the three guys have barely been on the court together. I would say one of them is a really good defender, and that's Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harden. Hard, see, Harden is a mystery to me defensively. <clears throat> because I remember the first, like, two or three years in OKC, he was a lockdown defender. And I don't know if D'Antoni infected him. It's like a virus <laughs> or something. He went to Houston and, and, like, forgot how to play defense. Well, he didn't have to play defense. That, I remember that series against the Heat, and he was on LeBron. You know, lots of times he was on LeBron, and he was, you know, he was slowing LeBron down. And, you know, you hear, you know, he's a great young defender, and then I don't know what happened. You know, just like he forgot about that part of his game. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely selective when he uh, wants to play defense, but he does have quick hands. I'll, I'll give him that. Yes. And, and when Kyrie's engaged, he's actually a pretty good defender. But like you say, they all have to be uh, willing and committed to defense, uh, which is what the Knicks have, number one defensive rated team in the league. And I, I really like where they're going, you know, all that rivalry and kidding aside. I, I, I like where this is going, uh, the Knicks and Nets. Yeah, I don't, I don't personally think Kyrie's an unwilling defender. I just personally think he has no lateral movement on defense. And, you know, it's a different thing on offense and defense. People are like, oh, well, you know, he's – so great off the dribble. I said, yeah, but it's one thing when you know where you're going on offense. Mm-hmm. When you're playing defense and you've got to anticipate and get side to side, it's different, and your knees react in a different way. And he's had, you know, so many knee surgeries um, that you can see the difference. If you look at his early days, I mean, he wasn't an outstanding defender, but he could stay in front of guys a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And now you see it, you know, a little move there, and, and you're gone. Um, you know, so it's not like he's a completely unwilling guy. I just think, you know, physically, I don't think, you know, I think he's lost out at this point. I also think it's just years and years of ankle injuries, knee injuries, various leg injuries that have taken a toll on Kyrie. But mm-hmm. he's still one of the best players in the league. Uh, saying that begrudgingly, as you, as you guys know, I, I really – there's days where I really can't stand the guy just because of the foolishness he speaks of. And then there's other days where he totally redeems himself. But – I don't know. I believe there might be something to him. Just years of injuries uh, taking a toll on him. Yeah. But, but like you said, uh, when he's engaged, you know, he's a competitor. He's feisty when he wants to be. Uh, I so, think he's a real clutch shooter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've seen you've seen it time and again. Yeah. Um, you know, you just gotta you just gotta keep him in there. That's all. And, and, and one more question I want to ask you: Was uh, big Nick fan? I've asked Jacob before. He wanted to extend Randall. You've been big on RJ the entire season. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you keep and extend Randall? Uh, right now? Uh, I think really they should wait. Uh, Randall Randall has been very vocal about wanting to stay. Um, that he doesn't see himself going anywhere at this point. Um, you know, he loves the challenge and everything. <laughs> Um, but, you know, cap-wise, if you look at it, if they extend him now, it eats up a bunch of cap, uh, you know, into next year. Um, you know, if they could extend him past next year, you know, where it wouldn't affect next year's cap, I mean, it gives them more flexibility to make some off-season moves, uh, which I think is kind of what they're, they're trying to look at to see what's going to happen this off-season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't 
knock what he's done. I mean, you know, I love the Miranda signing when he first came. He was a disappointment to me last year because, and and you could see the skill. He was just so not mentally in the game. I mean, there was double teams coming, and he tried, you know, Mr. Spin move as they called him oh last my year. God, spin cycle. Oh, you know, God. and it killed me. And, and, you know, and you see just the little differences now where, you know, he makes that quick move in the post um, or, you know, or he quickly just, you know, makes the pass out when he sees the double coming, you know, and it's, and it's that little difference that's made such a big difference in his game. It wasn't like a major thing, you know, it was just, you know, you got to make quick decisions in the post when they're coming. At you. You know, and that's also finding trust in your teammates, which we know is a big thing with guys when they're evolving. You know, you've got to trust your guys to make that, you know, to make those shots. Absolutely. And Randall is was one player on Fleet-based team who made – I forgot where you drafted him, but he, he <coughs> paid dividends. Yeah, I got him right before I was going to take him, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, with a room full of Knicks fans, you have to be. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was pretty aggressive in that in the draft there, mm-hmm. uh, but it was close. Uh, it was either him or, or or a guard. I can't remember who that guard was, uh, but ultimately, I made the right choice. Uh, I, I had a feeling that him and Thibodeau were going to click uh, very well. Just Thibodeau, uh, as much as credit as he gets for his defensive wizardry, uh, he's a pretty damn good. Um, pragmatic offensive guy you know he mm-hmm. one of the reputations he got here in chicago when he was with the bulls was if if this were like football and he can you know draw up plays offensively every single possession uh he would he'd be nonstop because he's pretty creative he knows what he has he knows how to utilize players and put them in good position i mean for god's sake he got joakim noah people to believe that he was an mvp candidate at one point here in chicago uh and that was back when the bulls were one of the worst offensive teams but they made it work. I mean, this solid defensively and offensively creative, uh, and giving with what the with right. what you got. It's it's a it's a. I mean, he's a hell of a basketball mind. But the thing I always say with to all the Knicks fans is, he burns out very quickly, and he does it to himself every single time, every single step he's been in. So I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for his sake that this time in New York, it is going to be different. He has a very young player that actually. Another player, right, Leon? I think you guys mentioned it before. Another player that owes a debt of gratitude to him. Uh, and Julius Randle, you guys mentioned it. Maybe R.J. Barrett, too. So it's a really young – it's a really nice uh, thing you guys got going finally up in New York. Uh, and well, Henry – One of those, uh, one of those things to, with coaching to me is if your superstar buys into you, mm-hmm. that means everyone else has to. Because yep. if you're – you know, I always used to say that with the Bulls. Jordan believed in Phil Jackson. And when you hear the stories, Jordan was all out in practice. You know, he, he, he would personally go out in practices and, you know, he, he did the Jimmy Butler thing sometimes. I, I, I heard it said several times where he'd be like, you know, I'm going to play with the bench guys. And, and he would run up the starters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, and you see that from Randall when you talk to the young guy, when you hear the young guys, RJ, Quigley, they're all like, they all talk to him and talk about him like, you know, he's the leader. He's the guy. You know, he's helped me do this. He's helped me do that. You know, they follow him. You know, Randall gets to a city now and he does the Kobe thing. He goes to shoot and they go with him. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a buy-in type of thing. You know, when you have that, that that, that to me is always a key with coaching. You know, if, the, if your main guy buys in, the other guys can't be lazy because, you know, then you're just not going to play. 
Yeah, and the thing about Randall is I think he's only 25 years old as well. So, I mean, oh. that, I mean it's, it's just a perfect situation that Thibodeau got himself into uh, going back to his old team. And um, I don't know, just uh, hope it, hopefully it does work out in the long run. But we've seen this story before in Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, you can say what you want. That is partially the player's fault or, or just the organization was not fully intact. But new beginning in New York, I I'm honestly happy for the guy, especially, you know, since I drafted Julius Randle and got all the way to the championship game. Uh, And we keep bringing up uh, fantasy basketball because uh, James is here uh, to talk about his fantasy basketball team, uh, which was uh, a team called House of Giannis. Um, He, uh, I was talking to Leon before the show started and, and we kind of reminded ourselves that, you know, back when we did the preview to this basketball league, the, we, we, we looked at your team, James, and we were like, wow, that is a really damn good team. That's going to be a threat. And it didn't come to fruition. And, and Leon, may I share my screen? Is that okay with you? I have uh, his roster yeah. up on the – awesome. And I'm going to share the roster, the, the final roster that James had here. Um, and I guess the first question, James, is what went wrong? Uh, it was such, like I said, high hopes to start the season, and uh, you ended up being in the, in the loser's bracket, so to speak, to get mm-hmm. – to compete well, for the first pick overall next year, the main, one of the main things that hurt me was Nurkic. Um, you know, he's he's you know when healthy, he's you know he's basically your double double machine every night. Yeah, I'll tell you where else, DeAndre Jordan. That was a- well, DeAndre Jordan wasn't on my original roster. Oh, I, okay. I I lost Nurkic. I had to like rotate in bigs all year, <laughs> uh, finding you know some some sort of a body. Uh, you know, to, to try and get me some sort of numbers. Rebounding, you know, that category just rebounding category killed me. Mm. Uh, you know, all year it just wasn't there. Uh, you know, you you depend on those big men to also give you high percentages. You know, field goal wise, because you know they're good mostly dunks and layups and stuff. And uh, you know, Giannis was you know uh, in and out of the lineup lots of times. Uh, you know, during weeks, and that cost me, you know, during the weeks, averages-wise, you know. Uh, you know, it was, it was first time I played, actually, in an, uh, in an average uh, league, uh, which is a little bit different. Uh, I was going to – may I ask, Leon, if yeah. – uh, I wanted to ask that since he brought it up. Uh, I mean, with COVID and, and you just mentioned Giannis going in and out, did you feel like that actually helped you more or were you frustrated not to see him out there on the court, despite the fact that, you know, if he has one really, really good game, you're pretty much set for the rest of the week, James. What did you think about the weekly? Well, it's, uh, you know, thing? again, on, 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 a, on, a, on a lucky week, he plays one game, scores 50 points, gets 20 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that didn't seem to be the way that it worked out for me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> on, the weeks when he would, on the weeks when he would blow up and have, like, a huge game, then he'd have another game that was average and bring it back down. And then, you know, on the weeks where he would get hurt, he'd, like, leave the game at halftime, and then you'd be stuck with that average of, like, 10 points and everybody, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that, ha- that happened several, you know, during several weeks where it just kind of, you know, didn't work out that way. Uh, well, he averaged 53.32 points, uh, fantasy points per game with, with our scoring format. Easily the highest guy on your team. Uh, Steph Curry up there with 47.87. Uh, it's it's still early in the offseason, but is it safe to say that those two guys, uh, Giannis and Steph, are going to be your keepers for next year as we go to two keepers for next year? Yeah, most likely that's, you know, that, that, that's the deal at this point. I mean, you know, Steph, you know, again, Steph was one of those players where, 
he did not have a great start to the year. Uh, so, you know, I, I lost games early in the year because his, his production was down, his percentages were down. And, you know, if you look at the last, like, month or so, I started winning games. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steph, Steph, made, you know, Steph came on, obviously Giannis came back healthy. Uh, Nurkic came back towards the end of the year, you know, when, when I had my actual lineup that, you know, that I kind of envisioned, uh, started winning games. Um, but unfortunately at that point I was out of the playoff race because it just didn't, you know, just couldn't, uh, couldn't muster the points. Uh, you know, the assist category kind of hurt me this year as well. Um, you know, it just didn't, didn't work out, you know, for, as far as certain players. Yeah. Also, it, my other, my other big was also hurt a lot too, was Turner. He was in and out a lot during the year. Um, you know, he's, he's the block shot monster. <laughs> yeah. It, it also looks like you really did suffer a lot from injuries, uh, and a lot of, uh, poor play. Tyler Hero was, he had a hot start and then just completely fell off the rails. <laughs> you know, but Tyler Hero is a much better player than R.J. Barrett. You know, I've heard that somewhere. I don't know where that is. <laughs> I've heard that several places. Uh, I mean, and he if, has... If, if anybody out there is wondering why Tyler Hero is not playing well this year, spend <laughs> a week in Miami at any club, and you know where Tyler Hero is? Is he at the club? Boy, <laughs> don't go home, according to people that I know down in Miami. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he in full celebrity mode down there. I mostly blame it on that rapper. What's the what's the dude's name? I forgot. I want to call him Jack Sparrow, but that's not his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jack Harlow. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> I just saw him on SNL the last week. I'm catching up on SNL. There he was, and I completely blanked on his name. But uh, yeah, I, I I just assume it was all him. That, but I, I guess it's 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 a Tyler Harrow problem, not just a, a influencer problem there. You know, and, and I know so many people at the beginning of the year down here in, in Florida, and a lot of Heat fans around me, of course, you know, most of them aren't even from uh, Florida, but, you know, they came down here, and a lot of traders that gave up on my Knicks. You know, <laughs> people not loyal like that, you know. Um, you know, and they they were so adamant, Leon, and, you know, I know you're happy with this, but that they refused to trade Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson for James goddamn Harden. Okay? Yeah. Oops. I was laughing so hard when they turned on that train. Uh, these guys down here. I was, I was like, I was like, you have Harden Butler, uh, you know, to play along with your with your young promising big, and you wanted to keep Harrow and Robinson. And they get stuck with Oladipo, who's played like three games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was. Believe me, you you heard me every week, Leon. When they're like, "Oh, the Knicks are gonna get Oladipo," I'm like, "No, they're not." <laughs> yeah. Not, I, I was like, I was like, Thibodeau wants no part of that non-defending, thirty percent no. shooting dude. No. Oh, no. Oladipo is an elite defender. He just can't stay on the he floor. He was an elite defender. Uh, he he still has his flashes. Uh, Again, you know that that injury, and you can you can see the difference. Maybe it might change next year uh, after he's like fully recovered from it. You know, because sometimes mm-hmm. that first year back on those injuries. Yeah. But I didn't want no part of him, and especially not knowing. You know, you were going to yeah. give up assets for somebody who you had no idea was going to resign. Oh yeah, Oladipo was the worst kept secret of wanting to go to Miami. So. You know, you heard Woj and Marks and Shams all say, 
every report, he wants to go to Miami in the offseason. Well, I was going to ask you, James, uh, you mentioned that the Heat refused to trade Tyler Harrow. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it just sounds like it's one of those um, cases where an organization falls in love, too much in love with, uh, with it, their own players and they can't see, uh, they can't objectively evaluate correctly uh, because of uh, those feelings that they got for this player. Uh, switching it back to fantasy here, uh, is there a player on your team that you felt the same way looking back at this season that you're like, Man, if this guy, I don't want to trade him. I don't want to drop him just yet. He's hurting me right now. But if he turns it around, he'll, he's going to pay off dividends. And, and, and is there a player just like that for you on this team there, James? Uh, early on, it was Bridges. You know, he didn't get off to a great start. Um, but I, I've always liked Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of my favorites in that draft. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, obviously, you know, in hindsight, I wish they had picked him instead of Knox. Although... <laughs> Although to yeah. me, you know, Knox has been a tragedy this year to me because every time he comes in, he's been knocking down shots. Uh, defensively, he's looked a lot better. He's blocking shots, using his length, you know, the way he has been the last few years. And he just hasn't, you know, he's not gotten any run real, you know, consistently at least. You know, for young players, to me, you need consistent minutes. You know, because if you make that one mistake and get pulled, you know, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't work to me, you know. And that's why, to me, it's always like when you drive somebody, a lot of it has to do with the situation. You know, if, if you're willing to play a guy and, you know, yeah, you might suffer a bit at first, but you got to let him get through his mistakes, you know, to a certain point. You know, if the, if the player is not exuding effort, that's different, you know. But, but you know, to me, if, if the player's out there playing hard, you know, he's going to make stupid mistakes, obviously. The kid's freaking 19, 20 years old, and he's playing with some grown-ass men a lot of the times. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, look at the difference. You know, if you look year one to year two, RJ, you saw flashes of it last year. Obviously, very dedicated player, put in a lot of work in the offseason on the shot. Um, you know, and, and, and you can see the difference. I mean, you know, it's funny because if you eliminate, like, the first, I think it was the six or eight games of the year, Shooting-wise, he'd be shooting 52% from two and, like, 46% from three. Uh, but he got off to that, like, three for 34 start or something like that from three. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, sometimes it's about confidence in your new mechanics and, you know, falling back into the habits of your old ones, and that's what it seemed like at first. Um, you know, and then when, he, you know, and then they just started building. It's, and you see the, the, the difference between the two players, you know, because – he sticks with RJ through his problems, um, yeah. you know, and you know, maybe it's because he saw something in him or whatever it is, but, you know, he's, he doesn't, he didn't have a lot of better options at that point. You know, Burks has been good, but Burks is very streaky. Um, you know, you have games where Burks is on, same thing with Bullock. There's games where Bullock, you know, although since the All-Star break, Bullock's, Bullock's been unconscious. Um, and it's part of the reason that I keep winning the three-point category in several of my leagues that I have him now. <laughs> because he's just been ridiculous since the All-Star break. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was your team, James. Uh, first and foremost, I hope you like the color scheme I selected for you. I looked at your logo and I saw that you had this guy, <laughs> I guess you had this color scheme, so I just went with it even though you're a Knicks fan. But guess what? There's like 20 Knicks fans in this in this uh uh, league here so they all can't be blue and orange so I went with uh, whatever logo you have there for your team 
so we have 11 other teams to go with, James. It's up to you if you want to stay with us and talk about the other teams or if you want to call it a night for yourself. Uh, can you stay with us or, or do you need yeah, to get going? Yeah, I got all right, well, let's quickly move on to the next team, which is Why Try. <laughs> Just, uh, that's uh, Aaron's uh, friend uh, up in Canada, um, who was a kind of a later addition. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention James Pinos because he, uh, you mentioned, uh, somebody mentioned so far that he went on a winning streak at the end of the season, and that helped him uh, earn. You got to earn it. No, no tanking here. You got to earn this first-round pick. He gets the first pick overall next year. Uh, I guess my final question to you, James, before we move on, have you looked at other people's rosters in terms like, ooh, because I have the first pick overall, I can't wait to get this guy once he – because, you know, he's going to fall to me in the first pick. Any any prospects as to who you want to – No, not at all. I actually, no? I mean, you know, because you never know what people are going to do. I mean, obviously, you figure most of the big names will be on rosters. Um, you, know, uh, you know, if I'm going to be like Leon, you know, I just take the first available next, you know, as opposed to the first available net. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good for me because once you, if you guys go full homer, that just means I'm going to win, right? Again. <laughs> well, not again, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's move on to uh, Niles' team. Uh, this Again, this is Aaron's team, and so we got two Canadians up in here. Uh, he kind of was uh, hit or miss. There were some weeks where, like, wow, this, this guy is dangerous. His team is, at least. And there's other weeks where, like, he just, like, he just not show up. I mean, he gets the second pick overall, but I don't know. Uh, Leon, looking at his roster, what's one thing that kind of uh, sticks out to you uh, at uh, the moment? After Zion and Van Fleet, Murray struggled early. Brogdon was very good, but as usual, his injury history caught up with him. Colin Sexton was much better this year than I, than I anticipated. But uh, you, you get to Paul Millsap. Serge Ibaka, and that's where your downfall is. Once you're depending on Bobby Portis, <laughs> good night. <laughs> Josh Richardson really did not have a good year, really. Yeah, uh, he's been kind of disappointed the last couple of seasons. He had that really good stretch with the Miami Heat a, a year or two ago, and then it, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth, unfortunately. And I'm pretty sure he was counting on him to kind of be like a like a like a sleeper kind of pick. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. I mean, when you got a team like with Kawhi and like you mentioned, uh, Fred Van Fleet playing out of his mind, you you think you would have more success. Zion's also on that team. But yeah, as Leon mentioned, there seems to be a little bit of a lack of depth missing here. Um, so I, I wish he would have come on because I have a lot of questions for him. Unfortunately, he's not here to answer for himself. But uh, yeah, I know that he's, he reached for James Wiseman in the draft. We were kind of like, I think, Leon, if you remember correctly, I think we kind of uh, scratched our head a little bit. But then after talking about it, it made sense, you know, mm-hmm. to draft them because it is a keeper league. Uh, James, looking at his team, who do you suspect that he will be keeping for next season? He gets two players. Well, I think Kawhi is kind of – Kawhi and Zion, I guess. Yeah, right. And, you know, if you're looking at it, I mean, Zion's been a beast, even though, again, you know, he's out, he's out for the uh, end of the season again. <laughs> you know, trend, pattern, I don't know. Uh, you know, he's probably going to put on 50 pounds in the next two weeks, uh, Whataburger or something. Leon, do you think that's a pattern with Zion then? Is, it, is he going to be a health risk or do you think it's fluky? No, his, his last injury was his uh, finger. ring finger. Fracture pick, yeah. So I, I think his weight is now situated. I think he's in a place now where he, he could just dominate the league. 
I think he's in a in a much better place conditioning wise than what he was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his conditioning's better. Um, you know, he's not he's not burning out at, in the fourth quarter like last year. At the end of games, he just had no gas. There was there was no gas. I mean, sometimes you know, as soon as the second half started, he he was done. Um, my main concern again, long term, is his weight. You know, yeah. how how his how his frame is going to hold up. Tremendously talented guy, you know. If, if he if he ever develops a consistent, like three point shot or even deep range, you know, twos, I don't know how you guard that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you got to come up on him and not be able to back up and you know try and draw charges, you know, I, I, you know he's such a load. Yeah, he's definitely living up to that hype, that that first round potential. Uh, Leon, same question to you. Do you see it the same way James sees it in terms of keepers, uh, Kawhi and Zion, or do you see something else? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was too obvious. I mean, you could also go with Jamal Murray, but he, mm-hmm. it's such a risk after a torn ACL. So uh, Murray is a guy maybe next year that people will look at as a sleeper uh, in a draft. But, yeah, I, I agree. Zion and, and Kawhi. Yeah, play. yeah, I mean, Murray's intriguing, but because of the injury, you could probably get him back if you really wanted him. Um, you know, you can take more of a chance and more. You know Zion and Kawhi are going to go early if you leave either one of them out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might go to you, James. <laughs> I mean, he's willing to throw Zion out there. I'm, you know, I'm more than willing to pick him up, you know. I mean, he's, you know, at some point, you know, he's going to look really good in that orange or blue, you know. Let's start some Oh, there, boy. Know. Here we go again. All right. All right. Nick, Nick's fans, uh, there's illusion over there. Leon, <laughs> I have another question for you. Uh, for next year, uh, Colin Sexton or Jamal Murray? Colin Sexton. There you go, my man. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing as well on my end. And, uh, James, what about you? James, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. For yeah, fantasy? in terms of fantasy, yeah. Colin yeah. Sexton or Jensen. So, Sex- I mean, you know, since they're not going to make him pass the ball, I mean, there's no reason not to take <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to uh, pick number three, Brandon O'Bandle's team, who was going to join us tonight, and then he sends us a picture from the hospital. I hope he's doing okay. He didn't specify anything. So my thoughts go out to him. I hope he's doing okay. Um, kind of, uh, I mean, you look at his guards, you look at some of the players that he has, he had, he had Anthony Edwards and my, you know, and I gave him Anthony Edwards basically cause I, it was between him or Obi Topin. And I figured, well, I don't know. Cause D, uh, D'Angelo Russell is with the Timberwolves and they're going to have to feed cat and Ricky Rubio is going to need the ball. So I figured Obi can, you know, get some steals and blocks and, and rebounds and, chip in for 10 points under Thibodeau. I, I figured that was a safer bet. Wrong! Wrong! Leon, if I had Anthony Edwards, I would have beat your ass in the championship game there. I said it, but... <laughs> I mean, if you played Tobias Harris, you would have probably won, but, you know. No. That's neither here nor there. Uh, well, we'll get to that, but Tobias Harris uh, underperformed. That, those, those injuries to Tobias Harris really did a number on him, but, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to my team. Uh, but let's start with you, Leon. Uh, there's two keepers that you need to get for next year. If you're Brandon... Who do you go with from this list? Wow. Edwards and Booker. Yeah. Uh, uh, James, do you see it the same way or do you uh, see it differently? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, the third person you, you always got to consider here would be Paul. But, yeah, it's got to be Edwards and Booker. I mean, if you're looking at long term. Yeah. Edwards and Booker, you know, I mean, you know, Paul is who Paul is. <laughs> He's always going to have some nice numbers for you. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is a decent team, I guess. I mean, with Jarrett Allen and Anthony Davis, I, I, that is a hell of a combination at center. It's a two-center league, for those who don't know. So I, I'm just surprised that more wasn't done. I know that John Wall was hurt for a lot of the year, but it seems like... Oh, that's right, he's got Anthony Davis. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of missed opportunities for this poor guy. Um, oh, no, Marcus Hall was awful. JaVale McGee, that's, the center was the downfall of his team. Well, I mean, yep. you know, early on, Jared Allen wasn't doing a lot in Cleveland. And then, you know, when they started starting him, then Anthony Edwards got off to a tremendously slow start. Levert was hurt, if you're looking at his roster. Uh, Anthony Davis has been hurt most of the year. Lou Williams did nothing until he got to Atlanta. He was, yeah. he was kind of a void in the Clippers this year. So, I mean, the team doesn't look horrible. It just didn't yeah. work, you know, just clearly didn't work out this year. Uh, well, we all know why Lou Williams wanted out of L.A. and go back to Atlanta. We all know why. <laughs> Magic City, baby. Magic City, that's right. Uh, we move on to uh, my guy from uh, Eastern Washington who has all of a sudden taken first place in our baseball league, uh, Leon, after we kind of uh, were singing a little bit of his praises. And this is the complete opposite. Uh, he was the worst team to finish the regular season. And he just did not show up in these uh, in this 14 playoff with James, who's involved. He ends up with the number four pick overall. Uh, if anybody needed that number one pick, it probably would have been him. But right off the bat, you see that his centers are solid with DeMontis Sabonis and Carl Anthony Towns. That looks to be like the two keepers. Leon, is that the way you see it? Or do you think he'll go somewhere else? I think so. A Porter is a different... Porter's an interesting one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a wild card right there. Uh, I'm pretty sure if this was a three-keeper team, uh, that that would be the way he would go, especially <sighs> since he left Porter. Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's. it's been a different story. Once he got to Houston, he suddenly isn't getting arrested. or He's still getting into fights, oh. but, you know, he's trying to defend his teammates, obviously. But, uh, James, what anybody else that kind of uh, you see here and you're like, hmm, I wish he was on my team. Well, I'm a big Drew Holiday guy, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, it, t- it seems like it took him a while to get acclimated this year. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, you know, but on both ends of the floor, he, he makes a difference stat-wise. Uh, you get a lot of steals, you know. Uh, generally, when he's on his defense game, you know, a couple weeks ago, I mean, he just locked, locked down Kyrie. And that is not an easy task. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. when, they, when they were talking about trading him during the offseason – uh, honestly, I, I don't know if I mentioned it with you guys. I know I talked to Jacob. I still wanted the Knicks to make a move for Drew Holiday. Mm. You know, put, pairing Holiday and Barrett to me would have been, you know, and with the way that Randall ended up playing, you know, that, that to me would have been a great move. I was kind of hoping since he didn't seem to be acclimating well that, that he was going to use his opt-out, but they, they, got, they extended him. He ended up taking that extension with him. And I see that uh, Mike has both Holiday Brothers. I'm sorry, Leon, you were going to say something over there? Yeah, I was going to echo the same sentiment uh, about Holiday and his defensive skills. That, those two games against Brooklyn, they shut down Harden and Durant, I mean, Harden, uh, Kyrie and KD, known fourth-quarter closers, and uh, to win two games to move uh, up to a second. But I always thought Holiday was that – third piece that Milwaukee was missing uh, with Ted Bledsoe and, and 
I forgot who was there before, but, but Hamilton. Uh, right. No, 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 no. The the point guard before Bledsoe. Oh. Oh. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Um, uh, was it, no, no. I was gonna say Luke Rittenauer, but no, I'm just aging <laughs> myself at this point. But uh, Holiday was the perfect fit for these two guys as a offensive two-way player, and it, between them and Philly, uh, you you could see why they would give Brooklyn problems. I'm a uh, like James. I'm a big uh, Drew Holiday fan. You know, and imagine had Milwaukee actually not. Illegally traded for Bogdan Bogdan. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, you know, it's funny because when that first deal was announced, I'm like, how did they do that? I'm like, he was a, <laughs> and then it came out that, you know, it was done illegally. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense because, you know, you're not supposed, the player's not supposed to have any contacts. So how could they do a signing trade before the moratorium? Any, Leon, before I go, uh, any last words on uh, Mike Harvey's team before I move on to uh, Aaron's team here? Uh, Kemba Walker was a huge disappointment. Uh, yeah. Lou Dortch, I, I think, is going to have a real breakout season next year. Be on the lookout for him. And City Osman, uh, he came on strong early in the year, then kind of faded off. He's heating up lately. Uh, his name is another one to be on the lookout for as well. Good stuff. And then LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, unfortunately, finally retired when it looked like he had maybe a couple seasons left as a as a reserve uh, in the NBA. And, and look, he lost T.J. Warren there. That was that was someone he was definitely going to count on. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean – That's after that bubble performance last year. Yep, yeah. But that's the downfall with, uh, with some of these uh, – See, we made fun of Mike on was it Sunday, Leon? Because he, he's a Card a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and his team is just littered with a lot of Cardinals players. But that is a downfall to a lot of fantasy teams. Is like when you're trying to depend so much on your favorite players from your favorite team. Well, we just mentioned it, right? With Tyler Harrow, it's it, when you're attached like that, it's really hard to think objectively. Uh, speaking of Homer picks, uh, Aaron, who's a big Toronto Raptors fan, uh, <laughs> has a bunch. There's Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi. Um, I thought there was more, but I guess that's it. Yeah, Powell. Yep. Oh, no, thank you, Norman Powell, who eventually made his way to Portland, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I guess we'll start with you, James. Uh, any, who are the obvious choices here for keepers for her? Uh, wow, from here? Well, obviously Embiid. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not giving up the best big in the league at this point. Nope. Uh, well, it's an interesting roster. What Aaron will do? Uh, I mean, uh, is it Butler? I this is kind of a weird roster to me. Yeah, she'll admit that uh, basketball is not her forte, so to speak. I mean, she's a back-to-back champion in our baseball league, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I guess that didn't transfer over to basketball, according to her. I mean, she has some nice players, but um, they have very limited upside. I mean, there's also SGA, Shai Gilgias Alexander from the OKC Thunder. Uh, right. Oh, that's right. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah, who averaged 40 fantasy points this year. But is he keeper material? Can the Thunder keep continuing to depend on him? And by some quick, really interesting story here. Uh, so, you know, as you guys know, I was in the back end of the draft. So I, I had already picked Luka Doncic uh, as my keeper. I forgot who. Oh, okay. So it's my turn to pick. And it's. And I'm really thinking about getting Jimmy Butler. And I'm this close to getting Jimmy. At the last second, I switched out and got 
Donovan Mitchell. Was that the right thing to do? I don't know, but I was happy with it. Uh, Jimmy Butler, it seemed like it took him forever to get started because he was hurt. Um, and I mentioned about Thibodeau, man. Uh, Jimmy Butler is a Thibodeau disciple. That means he has a lot of mileage on, under his legs. Leon, do you see it the same way I see it? A little concerned about Jimmy there? Uh, if it were me, I, I wouldn't keep Jimmy. Okay. I, I think he's going to have a lot of – he's going to suffer from the same thing like Kawhi does. Going to be a lot of low management days. You think he'll – knowing him, he'll try okay. to tough it out, but it, yeah. it's not for his benefit. Butler isn't a player, isn't a player I'd keep. Uh, I'm kind of torn between Holmes and uh, SGA. Oh, Wow. If it was me, I'd probably keep Shea. Okay. Um, I, I love his upside. His game is wonderful. Um, having Embiid on the team makes me keep Shea rather than Holmes. Because uh, you've got that one solid starter at center who's going to give you numbers. Yep. Holmes is someone who, yeah, I mean, I, I love Holmes, honestly. Uh, great player to me, you know, definitely upside. Uh, but you could probably get him back, you know, I mean, yep. if you really want him back. Man, the thing I don't like about Holmes is that he's on the wrong team, bro. I mean, they, uh, Sacramento has like 20 big men on that roster. And it, well, it not just, for long. <laughs> well, yeah, not for long. But, I mean, it's a deterrent for me, right? I mean, I mean, they got Hassan Whiteside over there, I think, last I checked. And all these, like, failed uh, rookie prospects from years ago. And it's well, like, Holmes has clearly, to me, stood out. You know, he's been getting more of a playing time than that. I mean, he's averaging almost 30 a game at this point. Whiteside's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, white sides, white sides. It's just always lurking. That's my problem. Like, you know, he has one bad game, and then what's his face? Uh, is it still um, uh, Walton's kid, Bill Walton's kid? Is it Luke Walton still coaching? Yeah, surprisingly. I mean, <laughs> I mean shoot, he benches Buddy Heel for no reason. And I know this because he, Buddy Heel's on my team. And, like, he, <laughs> Buddy Heel would, like, put up 40 Heel's, fantasy Heel's, points, and the next game he put, like, 20. I'm like, come on, man. You know, Heel is such a good shooter. Mm-hmm. And defensively, he just doesn't exist. <laughs> there's, 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 it's like, you know, again, to me, where you, you again, there's no even effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a turnstile. So, you know, if you score 40 and give up 50, you know, it, it's one of those where, you know, how, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, I mean, people knocked Halliburton coming in, that, you know, to the draft. And I, I just kept saying, I was, you know what? I mean, he can put on some weight, some strength, like a lot of guys, once again, to conditioning, NBA programs. Yeah, I was like, but he's got skills. You know, he's got all-around skills. He defends well. Uh, you know, you can see he started getting more and more minutes. Uh, so quickly moving on to uh, Jacob Moses. I wish he was here to explain himself a little bit. Cause, uh, <laughs> but he's, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's not really, you know, taking the night off. He's just ducking us, Leon. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Gun smoke. There, there you go. He, he lives in the, he lives in spirit right here on the show. It's a show. I'm just subbing in. Uh, but you know, as you see, James, I gave, uh, because it's a uh, Jacob show, I gave him the next color. So I hope, I hope you don't mind. Um, but um, I, I'll start with you, James, since uh, you've got the Knicks colors up and running here. James Harden has to be one of them, right? I mean, we've seen that he can put big numbers uh, being a part of the big three. Uh, is, is that the way you see it before I color this? Yeah, I, would, I, I think you have to go with Harden. I mean, you know, and again, you know, as far as what the numbers are going to look like, we have no idea, in all honesty, because until the three of them are on the court consistently for mm. like a 40-game stretch, you really don't know. 
uh, how that's going to work. I mean, you know, he's Harden's a willing passer at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, and to me, I think Harden's in a great situation for himself. You know, not even fantasy wise. Yep. Um, but even professional wise, because if there's one thing that Harden has not been, is a clutch postseason performer at all. Ooh. And with the ability that he'll have to penetrate and be able to kick to Durant or Irving uh, may help his chokingness. Leon, I got to ask you uh, just what he mentioned, right? Uh, you're a Nets fan. Uh, <laughs> Is that the, uh, are you concerned that James, for James Harden's sake that if the big three ever step foot on the on the court together for a long period of stretch that a guy like James Harden's uh, production will um, will suffer or do you see him flourishing in that in that role? If anything, I, I think it will make them make him better. Hmm. You know, when was the last time he's played with this much talent? Probably in Oklahoma City, maybe. Right, yeah. and, and, and that was his, uh, uh, I guess, premature years, we'll, we'll call them. <laughs> uh, I, I think if this, and, and I said this before, if, if it was the OKC team way back in the day, they, they, they wouldn't have a chance. But the experience that these guys had now uh, in the league, but the fact that Kyrie was even able to quickly uh, transfer the point guard position over to him, Shows you the sacrifice and willingness they have to to for the embedment of the team. So I, I think I don't think Harden number will suffer at all. You think well, he'll think get? He'll, I'm sorry. Or, really quickly, let me ask him. Uh, you think he'll get 54, almost 55 fantasy points per game next year? There, Leon, in this format. I mean, he was getting what 15 assists without Durant. Mm-hmm. Why why not get 15 assists with him? You know? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, and James, you were going to say what now? Well, like I said, his assists will probably go up. You know, in a perfect situation, you know, when you're able to kick to Kyrie, you're able to kick to Katie. Yeah, and, you know, and let's not forget Joe Harris, uh, you know, who's, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, I mean, you're still talking about three big eagles. And, you know, <laughs> people talk about, like, the big teams coming together. I mean, you know, in Miami, remember, Bosch took a major step back. To make that work, he appeared on the podcast on, here. Focus solely on his defense and his rebounding. You know, um, you know, <laughs> someone's gonna have to, you know, be willing to say, you know, I'm not gonna drop thirty every night. Well, I'm looking at Jacob's team right here, and it's it seems like there's a lot of miss, a lot of familiar names, a lot of uh, what you would call household names, familiar faces, and I look at the their production on the on the right side here. It's, it just seems like they're, they kind of fell flat this year. Like John Morant, 37 fantasy points in this league. That's pretty damn good. But if he's going to elevate Jacob's team, he needs to go up there in the 40s. Like we saw some of these other guards post up like 40, 45. Jimmy Butler at the, at the age of what, 30? Well, he looks like he's 39 years old because of Thibodeau, right? But, at the, <laughs> but he's, he's averaging like well over 40 points of fantasy, uh, uh, fantasy points per game in our format. It just seems like there's a lot of uh, guys who overachieved this year, and that might have been his downfall. So with that, yeah. be, with that in the mindset there, Leon, who do you think is the second guy that Jacob has to go with in this, in this roster? Oh, without a question, John Morant. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Oh, self-proclaimed top five. 
Not a coin to the numbers. <laughs> no, this uh, the thirty-seven fantasy points guy uh, at guard. Uh, those are those can be found anywhere, uh, anywhere in the draft. Uh, James, am, am I being too harsh on John Morant? Do you see him get to that forty points uh, next year, or, or, or what's holding John Morant from getting there right now? Consistent outside shooting, really. I mean, yeah. he can get to the basket. Uh, you know, he's a more than willing passer. Uh, defensively, I mean, you know, for a point guard, you know, that steal number's got to come up. You know, he's got to learn to play the passing lanes as a point guard. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, turnovers is, you know, no, no, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, seven to three is not, you know, horrible thing there, but you know, the, the, the outside numbers got have to come up, you know, on nights when he's hitting his outside shot, you can't guard him. You know, if you, if on the nights when he's hitting out there, you know, you got to come up on him. He's gone. Uh, but you know, when, when, you know, when teams notice early that he's not hitting, you know, people start backing off. That is, you know, yeah. He's pretty streaky from his on his outside shooting right now. Yeah, uh, Leon, who's the best uh, drafted player from that class? John Morant or Zion Williamson? <laughs> you, you just want me to yell at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Well, I'll I, I tell you guys what. I got the reaction that I wanted. That's that's all I wanted. It was just that well, reaction. I mean, the best player is Zion Williamson at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, no, no one's going to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like I said, if Zion gets a jump shot, you know, terrifying. Good. <laughs> all right. We move on to my guy, my fellow Bulls fan, Jacob Trent. Uh, see, he, I, I was uh, more than willing to give him the Bulls colors. Uh <laughs> For those, uh, there's been a lot of people asking, Felipe, let me in on this league. Let me in on this league. Hey, we, there's only 12 spots, all right? I can't fit everybody in this league. But guess what? Jacob has um, said that uh, he wants to be out for next year. So we do. Ha- for those listening and for those who are interested, we do have an open spot for you if you want it. So go ahead and uh, continue to su- submit your interest in joining our league. Uh, James, I don't know if you're aware of, but we, I have about 10, 12 people who are knocking on my door asking to be in this league. It's to, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's to the point where I'm thinking maybe I should start a second league just so I can get these people off my back. But, you know, you, it, it's uh, – well, you, you've kind of been there since the beginning where this basketball league was a, a pain in the ass to get to, to launch. <laughs> yeah. We, we couldn't find 12 people. And, what, three, four, five years later, we – now have too many people wanting to be on this uh on the in this league so it's it's a wonderful problem to have at this point uh but looking at at, at jacob trent's team uh there james mm-hmm. what do you like uh well, for look, next year? Look, looking at this team here whoever inherits this team if jacob's out should have to pay some sort of a fee yeah because uh, look at the just look at the three injured dudes yep you got lebron james and clay thompson uh, sitting out there, you know, uh, injured right now. You've got, you know, guys like Tatum on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's you got Levine. This yep. is, you know, this is a stacked team that, you know, uh, as far as talent-wise goes. You know, and, you know, if you're coming into this team, you're pretty lucky, I think, you know, having options as to who you want to keep. So Jacob's team was a threat early on in the season. I mean, is it just something as simple as the injuries just 
taking over completely this squad here and that was his downfall or is there something else that we're missing here uh i'm gonna give leon a chance to get back as i I see that he's back james what do you think happened wrong here with jacob's team here uh lots of it's the injuries um again and maybe some people aren't used to this format this is the first time i've played uh weekly in in, you know in, in fantasy basketball yeah um so weekly to me you're much more affected by injuries um, where, you know, because you can't churn the bottom of the roster and it helps you really, you know, to me, you're more liable to stay with somebody because, okay, if they're going to be out this week, they're out this week, but you know, they might miss two or three games this week, but you put somebody else in if it's early in the week, but you don't have to churn the roster. Whereas in other leagues, when it's daily, you can be like, okay, he's going to be out this game. You might pick somebody up who's starting in his place or just somebody else who's doing well at that point and kind of turn the bottom of your roster around. You, and then with so many injuries this year, I think it just affected a lot of people, a lot of people's yeah. teams. Well, I feel like uh, Jacob was affected the most. Uh, and, and just look at the uh, – like you mentioned it, James. There's a lot of talent on this team, and it just didn't come to fruition. Uh, 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 sorry, uh, Leon, uh, is LeBron James still a keeper at his age? And knowing what we know about um, the injuries that he's suffered so far this season – is he someone you got to keep for next year? LeBron on any other team? Yes. LeBron on this team? No. Ooh. Ooh. So who are you keeping on this team? See, free agency is, is weird because if Levine stays in Chicago, he's one, and, and Tatum is another. I, I, I'm also debating Gobert. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, Jacob, man. Tough luck, man. I mean, look at these centers here. Although uh, Steve Adams, uh, his production went down. Uh, call that the Zion Williamson effect there in New Orleans. Um, so that, that's the old slow white guy effect. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when he, when he was in OKC and he was the, <laughs> the main center, he was yeah. very productive in this format as well. So. Uh, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Steven Adams. But, yeah, you put him next to Zion Williamson. Yeah, he can't keep up with them. Uh, so are we going with Tatum and Zach Levine and just kicking LeBron to the curve there, Leon? Or uh, I, I would, yes. Wow. Uh, James, would you, would you do the same thing or or you have a different? I, wow, I'm giving up LeBron. Well, I, I think it's James would love that. I mean, it, um, yeah. Please. <laughs> go for it um, you know I mean honestly it's a hard decision I mean you know I get the LeBron age thing but I mean just look at the numbers on this team and and, and who's, who's your fantasy points dude 48 yep does Levine get better next year will his numbers <sighs> be the same I mean you know mm. now he remember that Levine was putting up huge numbers and then, you know, they've, they've got a center now who's, who needs touches. So, you know, the touches get redistributed. Uh, Patrick Williams in year two. Uh, I think he's going to make a leap. I really like him. Um, you know, you, you know, those are lots of things to figure out. Does Levine go somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oof. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, it, uh, I, I think to me, it's going to depend – on at what point during the offseason some of these decisions get made and when do we have to put our keepers in? Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you if you put in keepers early, uh, some leagues have, you know, early dates before the draft, after the draft, you know, 
uh, right before training camp. It depends because if Austin Levine is somewhere else, you got to look at who he's playing with. Right. You know, is he going to get the same number of shot opportunities? You know, it's 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 a different ballgame. Uh, I mean, Leon, I got to ask then. Uh, I mean, I mean, you 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 obviously kept Levine in this little exercise we're doing here. I mean, you're obviously not concerned with Nikola Vucevic uh, being on this team now with the Bulls and uh, negatively affecting his uh, Levine's production. You don't see it that way? I, I don't. I, I think that only enhances uh, Levine's uh, uh, numbers. Hmm. Uh, but in, in the case that Levine does leave Chicago, I still might take Gobert over LeBron. Wow. Oh, my God. Brand you know, center, new world. Center, you know, honestly, in a fantasy league, center play is gold to me. You know, to a certain extent, because there's not a lot of centers that are going to give you close to 40 a night. Yeah. And Gobert can do that with his, especially in our league where blocks are worth three points. Uh, Gobert is averaging 2.7. I mean, it's not Miles Turner good, but it's still pretty damn high. Um, well, right. Uh, I mean, the rebounding alone is pretty damn good. Offensive rebounds, get you get bonus points, although I don't know. I'm thinking about you know, getting rid of that for next year. question I, I have regarding this league, I'm in, I forgot what, which side it's on, but another league I'm on, uh-huh. they actually uh, have a stat for deflections. Ooh. Defensive deflections. Ooh. Um, and uh, I've heard that some, fa- some other fantasy uh, sites are going to start to put that in. Right, defensively, well. it's a hell of a metric. Yeah, I know that yeah. that is – that is track of it, but you know, but the fantasy is kind of overlooked that. Yeah. Cause so, I know that is a stat that NBA.com uh, keeps track of, but you, you got to dig for it. You got to really dig for it to look for it and find it. But it's a, it's a pretty damn interesting stat. And, and it's usually the guys that you think are causing all the deflections with large wingspans. It, those are the guys causing all the deflections for sure. Like a Paul George is usually a guy up on, up on the leaderboard. Um, but uh, no, if CBS, this, that's the website we're used now, uh, CBS, if they offer it, I might consider it and get rid of offensive rebounds. I'm not sure yet. Or maybe keep him. I don't know. Something that uh, Aaron and I will have to talk about in the offseason. Uh, let's go quickly to Andrew's team. And, of course, Andrew, as you guys know, is my favorite uh, Irish Mets fan, and that's why he gets <laughs> the Irish colors here. Uh, Damian Lillard, I know he's a big fan of Damian Lillard. I mean, 47 points. Uh I guess Leon, that's a not just a sure keeper, but do you see him ever averaging fifty points in our league? I mean, with his as many threes as he's knocked down, and this was a down year for him. Uh, <laughs> so, top five shooter coming. Will uh, was definitely one. Aiton's the other one for me. Uh, it's, I'm sorry, you said DeAndre Aiton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's two solid co- choices there. Uh, James, do you see it the same way, or do you prefer going a different direction here? Uh, I, I would say Aiden also, yeah. I mean, looking at the roster. I mean, he has Ben Simmons. You guys don't want to consider I mean, no, Obviously, I'm not picking KP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, he's always hurt, man. It's, that's well, he hurt for the Dino well. a couple of days ago, apparently. So, you know, he's out again. <laughs> as, as I said, so you know, it's, it's just he just can't stay healthy, you know. You know, another interesting one. I mean, you, you can clearly get him later on. Uh, Darius Garland. Yeah, I was just looking at him. Sexland. Uh, oh yeah. I think, Gar- I think Garland is most hurt by Sexton. 
You think so? Wow. I mean, if, have you, you know, are you, I'm sure you've heard the rumors, um, but if you watch them, Sexton just will not pass the damn ball. At all. Yeah, and, uh, he, he, just, he just won't do it. Are the rumors that uh, everybody has to be nice to Colin Sexton and Cleveland? Well, supposedly that was a thing during his rookie year where they told the staff that they were only allowed to praise him. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's been going around. You know, I mean, does that tell you the guy's like mentally weak? I mean, you know, because you know teams do like psych profiles on their guys. I, I got to ask, isn't that the same kid who in Alabama uh, was able to hold his own on a four on five game at one point because Alabama didn't have enough players? I don't remember if it was Alabama. Well, I mean, how horrible was that for him? He had to shoot more. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, Just taking a quick look at Andrew's team, though, it looks like uh, some really nice players. Uh, Same issue with with Jacob's team, right? It must be a Knicks fan thing. I don't know. But (laughs) a lot of uh, interesting names, a lot of familiar faces, but it just seems like a lot of these guys uh, were kind of capped at the 30, 35, 37 point mark in this league, a lot, a lot of limited upside. You know, Simmons um, is never going to improve until he actually takes a jump shot. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's one problem. Uh, Leon, what do you think is the problem for a lot of these guys on Andrew's team? Well, well Markkinen really took a hit when Boots came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bagley never stayed healthy. Bertans, <laughs> I really like Bertans, but uh, both couple of injury. Okay. Those injury spots he, he had before really hurt him. And Terry Rozier had an awesome season. I don't see him duplicating that again. I don't think so either. And uh, James, you were going to say something over there? Same Sorry. Like a player like Bertans is one of those guys to me who in a daily league is more valuable than in a weekly league. Yeah, agreed. Because on, on a night when, let's say, your star player is out, you can run Bertans out there. And he can give you six or eight from three on a given <laughs> night. But in a weekly league, you know, his minutes fluctuate depending on how he's shooting, depending on defense, depending, you know, matchups. You know, he's got that one great skill, you know. Yeah, true, true but that, true for, that about for, him. For a big shooting dude, his rebound, he gets three rebounds a game. A half a, uh, a quarter of a block. <laughs> yeah, you know who he reminds me of a little bit? Um, obviously not as uh, prolific a score, but this kind of screams uh, Brooke Lopez to me when he first started out as a rookie, uh, a guy who when he was drafted, those were all the red flags. Uh, he's a seven-footer who can't rebound or block shots. And I thought to myself, well, what good is he? Well, I mean, when you can stretch the floor and you're that big, I guess you can uh, – find a home in this league. So if Davis Bertans can come close to duplicating that, maybe the 17 points can go up to 25 points. Sorry, 25 points, maybe, maybe 27, 28 if he's lucky. Um, am I shortchanging him there, Leon, or do you expect more from Davis Bertans as he continues to develop? I, I think what you get out of Bertans is what you, what you get from Westbrook and Beal as, as the two primary options. Bertans is going to take the leftovers. Uh, Bertans has to, to uh, develop, I guess, an inside game. But you never go inside if you have Westbrook and Beal. So I don't see uh, any more happening. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at Washington's rotation, to me, Hachimura, yeah. who so many teams passed on that Washington got, 
Mm -hmm. I loved him coming out. You could just see the skill set. Uh, you know, it was going to take some time to transition, but you've seen it now. You know, he's getting run, and he's, you know, and he's, and he's doing well with it now. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and, and remember that next year, uh, you know, the, the, the rookie will be back. I know he got hurt, right? Uh, Abidja, yeah. Uh, you know, Abidja also got hurt. Yep. But I don't, I don't see tons of minutes for Bertans to really expand too much. You know, he's going to, he's, to me, he's the third guy in that front court at most. All right. Let's, we're in the championship teams now. Strike Force uh, beating Tyler last week. Uh, so he earns the number, f uh, sorry, the number nine spot overall, which is, I hope, for EJ, who's a longtime rival of mine. I've been playing this guy since uh, 2001, 2002. Um, I hope that's a little bit of a consolation after uh, coming close to winning the championship or sniffing the championship, whatever. I don't know what uh, what is the, the what narrative he used for this week, but uh, he's a dangerous guy. And the fact, it, it, listen, Leon, if you're in a league with EJ Fulbright and you come out the winner, that's a hell of an achievement on your part. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, I guess it's Russell Westbrook and Brad Beal at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that Washington backcourt, what you see what they're doing now went from <clears throat> from the gutter, now storming to the ninth spot, mm -hmm. to the eighth spot, uh, for playing tournament. You know you know my feelings on Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, hi history about to be made. You, these are my two. Uh, you can make your case for Ingram. You can make your case for Halliburton. But... Um, Westbrook has just been on a tear recently, and, and I'm glad to see it. Uh, what about you, James? you see it the same way that Leon's seeing it, or you see something else here? To me, Beal's a definite. Uh, Westbrook, again, you know, he, he's, he's playing well right now at the end of the season, honestly. Uh, you can't knock what he does when he's clearly healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with him to me is, you know, and I've said this about him before, great player. I love the hustle. I love the attitude. But he's not a great shooter. Nope. Never has been. And once his athleticism starts to slip a little bit, to me, he's going to be one of those kind of nosedive players. Mm -hmm. You know, you have players who, like, slowly, you know, their numbers start to decline as they get older. But when he loses some of that athleticism, not being able to hit that outside shot is going to be a big deal. Uh, and he will be 33 uh, by next November. Uh, Leon, is that a concern for you at all? No, because I, I don't see the same uh, injury history or, or worry that I would have with LeBron. Hmm. And uh, James, same question to you. You don't. You're not concerned about his age. Russell Westbrook, 33. In uh, yeah, like I said, the, the the age to me is a factor, and because of the way he plays, you know, because you know he just he doesn't have an off switch. In all honesty, <laughs> he goes to the basket with reckless abandon, and you know when you're 28, 26, and you get knocked around by a big and land awkwardly, you know you bounce. You know, fall down eight, get down, you know, get up nine. I don't know how long that's going to keep going for. Well, we saw, a, we, we saw a little bit of weaknesses uh, at the beginning of the year. Like you mentioned, James, he's yeah, a terrible the, outside shooter. In the last year in the playoffs, mm -hmm. you know, he was hurt. And, and you and, saw how bad he looked. 
and not being not being his 100% athletic self. He played through it because again, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> warrior. Okay, you no no one can say that you know anything against that, but you know sometimes that can also hurt your team. You know. Yeah, and my my thing was I was gonna mention that at the beginning of the year, outside shooting was off, and so what does Russell Westbrook do? Like you mentioned, is that he doesn't have an off switch. He just takes it to the basket. Well, unfortunately for him, his field goal percentage within three feet, five feet of the basket was also way down as well. So that really hurt him at the beginning of the year. So uh, if you guys are saying that it, it might have been a health issue uh, and not just a, a decline in athleticism, maybe there's not too much to be concerned here. Obviously, I mean, he's going to be averaging a triple-double. But uh, it, I, like, I think like James is alluding to, I think that time might be coming – I don't know if next year is the time. Like I think I'm on the same boat as Leon where you kind of have to keep him for next year, but it, it's coming. It's going to come where he can't do the things that we're accustomed to see him do. Uh, maybe it's not the age 33. Maybe it's at the age of 34, 35, 36, but it, I mean, it's coming. Let, let's say the third best guy in this team is Brandon Ingram, for instance. Okay. If you keep Ingram, do you get to draw? Do you have a chance to draft Westbrook back in the first round? Ooh, <laughs> uh, that, that that's kind of like the little poker game you're playing, no? No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you're that high on Westbrook, I'm saying, you know, I mean, because to me, Ingram seems to be getting better every year. True. But the thing about Ingram and Leon, you can, uh, you can attest to this if you agree or disagree. The thing with Brandon Ingram, as I feel, is that it just depends how much Zion Williamson needs to be fed. Not, 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 not fed like with his weight problems, right? No, just <laughs> the ball. I'm talking about the ball, not, not his uh, New Orleans-style food that he is going to be eating there. Uh, but it, to me, Brandon Ingram is only as good at, or is only as good as uh, New Orleans is willing to share the ball with him. Well, the thing is, Zion's playing kind of like a point forward, Mm -hmm. um, and he's not a ball hog. I mean, you know, he's more than a willing passer. I mean, even at Duke, you know, he was a you know he would create shots. Yeah. For for his other for his other teammates. Um, So you know, it's just a matter of you know again a chemistry thing you know between the two guys, figuring out the offense, and that's you know some of that's on the coaching. You know, you got to figure out these are your two best guys. You got to put them in that position where they can play off each other. And I think Leon and Jacob talked about uh, Stan Van Gundy last week. Uh, and I rekindled my memory there, Leon. What was your final assessment on Stan Van Gundy's uh, year so far in New Orleans? I, I don't think he ever got uh, his system implemented in, you know, with the scheduling and the back-to-backs and everyone coming in and out of the lineup. Interesting. Lonzo Ball out of the lineup really hurt him. They, Pelicans played a fast pace. Lonzo dictates that pace. I think if Lonzo stays, that New Orleans team would be outstanding, and you'll see the best of Ingram. You'll see the best of Zion. Yeah, I think Lonzo's leaving though. Hmm. They took We're... the ball. They took the ball out of his hands and put it into Zion's hands. They took the ball out of his hands and put it back with his dad. They made. They made. You know. They made him more of a spot-up shooter, which which he did well well at this year. Yeah. You know, as far as Lonzo goes, you know, he improves. Let's go over to Tyler Buckley's team. That this is the guy who refuses to change his team name because he's stubborn as a rock for a young kid. He's really stubborn. Um, 
Well, uh, Tyler uh, had high expectations. He had got off to a slow start, but he turned it on as the season went on. And the buck stops with him getting the 10th pick overall. That has to be very disappointing because, like I said, he was expecting to either topple Leon or myself in these playoffs, but that did not happen. So, Leon, with all that being said, who do you keep on this team for next year? I will say this. This was the team I was most afraid of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll admit it. Me too. <laughs> uh, Durant out at the time we played actually helped. But Clint Capella, Trey Young, you know my feeling on the Atlanta Hawks over there. Uh, if I had to pick two, and this is tough from this uh, from this Ball. roster. Ball. <sighs> Trey Young and uh, – <laughs> yeah, I only asked the tough the Aaron, questions here. The Aaron Fox is sitting down there too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Trey Young, Trey Young, and uh, Paul George. Wow. I, okay, I did not expect Paul George at all. Paul George. And okay, so what? You're you're a Nets fan, of course. We've we established that. What is your concern with Kevin Durant then? I, I think he's going to suffer from the same thing that the rest of the Nets are: low management. Wow. So, you know what? I would say Brown, but ooh, man, this team is tough. Yeah, Trey Young and uh, Paul George. Yeah, Durant's going to suffer from the load management uh, availability. I mean, this team is so loaded. I, I, I'm surprised he got off to a slow start the way he got off this season. And I'm surprised that he lost ever again. I mean, you look at this team, and they're young. They're dangerous. Uh, upside everywhere. Uh, maybe maybe the fact that maybe he might have depended too much on Kevin Durant might have been his downfall. But, yeah, it's a shame. James, uh, help me out here. What went wrong with Tyler's team, as far as you can tell on your end? Well, Schroeder was – I think a lot of people expected more from him. Uh, Graham didn't get off to a great start. kind of came on. Uh, you know, you see, he's got Moses Brown in a, in as a starting center. That didn't have, that didn't happen until late. Yeah, kind of, you know, good pickup late. Yeah, very good pickup. Um, you know, Durant really, you know, I mean, Durant was obviously a main cog that was supposed to be a main cog, and only thirty games played. Uh, you know, even though it's an average league, again, you know, some weeks, like I said, you get lucky and he has that one big game, and then he's out yeah. the rest of the week, but. If you had an okay game that you know that week, yeah, played half a game, you know that that that's a loss. Uh huh. You know, there's yeah. no way to recover from your star player playing a half a quarter, half of a game, getting <laughs> hurt. That just kills you on average for the whole week. You know, yeah. especially if it's one of your main dudes. If it's one of your kind of utility dudes, you know, maybe you get away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one. It's one of your main guys. That that that's gonna kill you. And uh, really if quick. Two, if I'm keeping two guys here, uh, to me, it's Young and Fox. Oh, okay. Um, you know, again, Durant, to me, that Achilles. Only Dominique Wilkins has ever thrived after an Achilles. <laughs> Will Durant be the second? Maybe next year it'll be a different thing. I don't know. Check I, up. I, uh... I've had an Achilles injury. Oh, wow. So I know it's never the same. 
And Jacob's uh, finally, Jacob Moses, I should say, not Jacob Trent. Jacob Moses is finally <laughs> joining us in here. Uh, Jacob, you heard that. Cameo. <laughs> well, you heard that spiel from James Pinos about uh, his concerns about Kevin Durant's uh, Achilles uh, and Dominique uh-huh. Wilkins being the only one who's ever recovered fully from it. Uh, do you agree with that statement or do you see Kevin Durant maybe one day flourishing and kind of returning to his old form? I say he is flourishing right now because every time he's on the court, he's dropping thirty. So, well, he's also it, dropping thirty games. I mean, he's literally only played thirty true. games so far. That, uh. That's true. Yeah, trust me, I know. But yeah, I think he'll be fine because coming off of Achilles, it's one of the toughest injuries. And with his game, it's not like he he was like Dominic. You know, he was not a power dunker. And he relies on his jumper, which he has a really good one. So he has a good chance. I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's going to happen, but he has a really good chance of coming back and, you know, playing, I'll say, 55 to 60 games. You know, you don't want to go too buck wild because there will be low management that they have to deal with. Right. So I can give him 55, 60. And uh, so there's been a little bit of a, a little bit of a controversy between James and Leon. Uh, I think Leon's going to go with Trey Young and Paul George if he was owning okay. this team from Tyler Buckley. Uh, mm-hmm. James just said that he would go with Trey Young and Darren Fox. Uh, okay. I don't know if you can see my screen or not, but who yeah, would you – Oh, perfect. Who would you go for the two keepers on uh, Tyler Buckley's team? Here? I would have to agree with Leon with Paul George and Trey Young. Mm, interesting. He's basically, Young, you know, you know what you're going to get from Young as well. He's going to get you points across the board, his points, assists. De'Aaron Fox will do the same exact thing, but I'm trusting Trey. Better three-point shooter. I'll go with that. And Paul George is still Paul George. Let's be real. You can't really, like, throw him to the wayside. He's going to – he's still an all-star player. You know, I know it's, we had the pandemic P, way off P, back poor P, whatever you want to call him, but it's still Paul George. And – as you, as you, if you're watching the games this year, he's playing his tail off. So, I would definitely keep Paul George as well. I, I want to hear from Leon about this. So, Leon, you've been uh, paying attention uh, this entire show. Obviously, it's you're on. This is your show. You're on your. You're on the show. Whatever. Um, and my question to you is: Oh, the the names that we're getting to the point where we're looking at the heavy duty teams here, the the, the deep teams. We talked about LeBron James not being kept. Russell Westbrook maybe not being kept because of age, whatever. De'Aaron Fox not being kept. And there was another player. Feel free to rekindle my memory. But of those three players, if you're, I don't know, a Jacob Moses who's picking number six overall, who do you, who do you pick in his, in, if you were in his shoes of those three names I just gave you? Of LeBron. Uh, De'Aaron Fox or Russell Westbrook? Westbrook. I always take the triple-double threat. All right. That's fair. Mm. Uh, well, Jacob, that's your team. If you're in that same position, those three guys show up, who do you pick? How many How many uh, keepers are we going with? Two. We're going with two. two? So, yeah. Ooh, okay. I Honestly, I would go with Braun because I have John Morant. So, oh, kinda, okay. Darren Fox, John Morant is not really a drop-off too much right there. So I can go with I, – I would take a chance on Braun. Okay. Uh, age right. doesn't concern you? Nah. Okay. Well, that, on, that was simple. He had, he had a fluke ankle injury. Let's be real. It wasn't really something that was crazy. It was honestly on a fluke play. So I would go with Braun. Plus, I got some other guys I got in the, got in the chamber just in case, but I'm not telling y'all sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> Gun smoke. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, championship rounds. The 11th uh, seeded, uh, I'm sorry, the 11th pick overall goes to yours truly. I think this is where I picked last year as well. If not, I pick at the back end. That's okay. Put me anywhere. I'm going to win anyway. I'm going to win my double-digit <laughs> games again like I did this year. <laughs> uh, uh, let's uh, – well, Jacob, since I haven't heard from you all night, uh, uh, if, you, if you had this killer team that you obviously don't have uh, – That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I was the James Harden – I was James Harden healthy from uh, James Harden being healthy from going to the finals, but, you know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, with that being said, uh, you know, on my that, roster. That could be a familiar refrain in the actual playoffs, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> Stop, man. Leon can only take so much heartbreak. Come on. He's on his high right now. Uh, two players on this roster, uh, Jacob, uh, who, if you were me, who would you keep? Luca, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I will keep Luca, and I would keep. Oof. This, this is actually tough. But I would have your – I would just get your backcourt with Mitchell and Doncic. Because yeah. Randall uh, – you can go with Randall or Bam, but I would take your backcourt and keep it. I would go with Mitchell and wow. Luca. Well, there you go. Leon. Uh, actually, no, not you. Uh, let's go with James because now he has first pick overall here, right? Okay, so Julius Randle, LeBron James, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, uh, okay, Russell Westbrook's off the board. Uh, who are you uh, picking in the first uh, pick now that you uh, – it's becoming clearer as to who's available now for you next year? Um, what was – LeBron, I mean, if LeBron's there to me, if he's healthy, he's, he's kind of the no-brainer. I but mean, so is Julius Randle. What, you, you're not, you're not going to go homer on me, man? You know you want to. <laughs> Love Randle. You know, there, there's no doubt. But to me, you know, again – and, and again, it, some stuff is going to depend on the offseason. Does, does LeBron get more help next year? Mm. Uh, you know, uh, does, you know, do they, you know, become the West Coast Nets, and you know, everyone starts to sign with LeBron again. I mean, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is joining them this offseason. I heard. You know, <laughs> going to be playing the small forward spot by lying next to Kate. That's great. Uh, oh man it, it, you know what? it's hard you know it, it's hard because you know lebron when he's healthy he gives you every stat category mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, you can say the same thing right now with uh if you're going by this season i mean randall's been every category he's filling up all, all categories oh yeah uh so it's a similar type of thing uh here on this team again it, it, it's probably looking and and donovan Okay. Although, like I said, you know, it's hard passing on those productive big guys. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, there's not there's not tons of them anymore like there used to be. Leon, I need to ask uh, an unbiased opinion here. So you see this 45.18 points per game. Do you think Julius Randle repeats that next year? Or goes higher than that maybe, hopefully, for my sake? Damn right he's going to do I'm going to answer it. Damn right. Uh, uh, okay, it. see, this is why I don't ask you Knicks fans. This is why I don't ask you Knicks fans, okay? I want an objective uh, bystander here. Leon, what do you think about that? It depends on who the Knicks get in the offseason. If they get Lonzo Ball and DeRozan, the numbers stay the same. If they only get, if they only get DeRozan, the numbers go up. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, I'm of the opinion with the Knicks, and I don't know, you know, how Jacob feels. I don't think we need a truly ball-dominant point guard. 
because you have creators and someone like Randall, uh, you mm -hmm. see RJ do it this year. Mm -hmm. That's why I love Quickly, because when Quickly is on the court, Randall's operating in space on the mm -hmm. boat. When when that thing that we refer to as Elf is on the court, <laughs> teams go into an immediate zone, okay? Because no professional basketball player should have as ugly a jump shot. You know, I, Michael Kidd Gilchrist would hit the rim. A lot of times from out there. That's a future episode for you guys. Hey. Ugliest jump shots in the NBA. Oh, God. I got oh, no. oh. Uh, You know, to me, if you're looking progression-wise, look at Randall's assists, for instance. Mm -hmm. Almost yeah. six this year. RJ's shooting has gotten better. Quickly, year two. I mean, he's shooting from four-point range right now at the end of the year. You know, he's mm -hmm. starting to make layups, you know, which was a big problem kind of at the beginning of the year for him. <laughs> All right, Jacob, I got to ask you now. Um, yes, sir. He, he, James just said, uh, uh, with this team, you don't need a, a, a ball-dominant point guard. Uh, with Thibodeau, you honestly – Come on. We, we're going to have a, a ball-dominant point guard. We, we all know that. It just – Honestly, depends. don't. I want a pass-first guy, though. I'd rather have a pass – like I said, Alonzo would be perfect. Well, well, but he is a pass-first point that guard. That was my that, – that's where I was – yeah. And that's where I was heading. Uh, maybe Maybe – like maybe not a ball dominant, but that's, I mean, Thibodeau flourishes with those guys. I mean, Emmanuel quickly is a prototypical Tom mm -hmm. Thibodeau point guard. I mean, you look at right. the I mean, point guards outside of Derrick Rose. Someone and, to break down the defense. Well, well mm -hmm. here, well, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, I mean, that's like, that he, he likes those. He the point guards. He, mm -hmm. <laughs> he, I mean, listen, he loves those little guards, man. He loves the, uh, the John Lucas, the thirds of the world, the Nate oh, Robinson, yeah. the third. But here's my question. Here's where I play a little bit of devil's advocate with you, Jacob. It mm -hmm. is a point guard league nowadays. Yep. Um, Absolutely. You don't think you still don't want that uh, flashy point guard, that ball dominant point guard there out in the free agency? Uh, listen, if you're productive, we're in a trade. Uh, oh, Damien? <sighs> no, I'm that's just my saying, guy. I'm asking. That's, would, I'm would asking you, that's, my, that's my guy right there. That, would you stop, <laughs> would you stop that, trying to give away Kobe White? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Let it go, man. <laughs> hey, Kobe White. That's another prototypical uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau, a uh, point guard who can't jump and is very uh, streaky and can run the court. I mean, but Derrick Rose, though, he's but hey, he's looking he's, good though. He's getting old though. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I see, but um. But yeah, like I said, at the right price, I would get Lillard. I mean, I'm not, I'm no fool. I've been high on the guy since he came in the league, so I, I won't say just hang up the phone. I would listen, but if it's too crazy, you can't. Like me and James, we we all been through the mellow deal, and Leon to this day, I could not stand. As soon as I heard, oh, mellow might be coming to the Knicks for what? Starting five plus picks, I said, hell no, he could take his ass to Brooklyn. I would what? drop him to Brooklyn. I would. I did not want mellow that way. Yeah, like, you know, why pay, pay for some – why give up all your assets for someone you can sign exactly. with? Exactly. If, you know, again, if you want to be a part of a team, you're going to sign with that. Mm -hmm. You mean like exactly. Kyrie and KD? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. If they <laughs> wanted to be part of the Knicks, they would be. Yeah. That, that would, but and they, they decided not to. Mm -hmm. And I told Leon they weren't coming to the Knicks. I knew it. I was like, Come on. We had no culture at the time. It was, things were just in shambles. I was like, they're probably going to the Nets. That's fine. 
I mean, if they get their chip, you know, be, KD wasn't me. going anywhere to me where he was not getting another guy to go with him. Oh, of course. As Absolutely. soon as Kyrie decided, I'm going to the Nets instead of the Knicks, it was mm-hmm. a done deal. It was done deal. Uh, Knicks, Knicks fans, I got to yes, ask sir. you guys a question. Okay, so yeah. you guys got Obetopen in the sixth pick overall. And obviously, uh, Jacob, you missed my little uh, – my little temperance tantrum I had earlier when I when I told these guys <laughs> how I picked Obi Topin <laughs> over Anthony Edwards. So, hey, if I have Anthony Edwards, you're looking at the champ right here, the guy with the Bulls hat. But anyway, that did not happen. How good would Cole Anthony look in the next uniform right now? Very good, <laughs> James. I think you wanted him. No, 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 no. It was I was either him, or Halliburton. I wanted because I mm. wanted the point guard. Mm. Either I, way, I, 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 do, like, I, I like Halliburton a lot. Halliburton is really good. Honestly, He's, Cole to me. He's been a real surprise to me, only because his shooting just was so bad in college. Yeah, but you're taking can't bad shots. Yeah, okay. it's, one, it's one thing to be okay, mm-hmm. bad shooting. You know, there's a lot of guys who come out and get better shooting wise. Mm-hmm. But his decision making on his shots mm-hmm. to me over the year has gotten so much better. Early on, taking mm-hmm. terrible shots. Yeah, he was. And everything you, everything I heard. Attitude wise was, he's just gonna shoot what he wants to shoot. Mm-hmm. You heard that a lot from coaches, from even some other players, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I yeah. want that for that you reason because you know it's one thing to take a bad shot; it's another thing mm-hmm. to know it's a bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're still gonna take a shot. You mean Denzel Valentine? Oh, oh God! Oh yeah, he don't know. Yeah, Felipe. Good Lord, mm-hmm. man. Man, I, love, I, I I hated that pick when it was made, but it was a typical John Paxson guard foreman. Let's take the safe uh, upperclassman who has a good skill set with the two bad injury knee injuries. Like you just keep you just saw what happened to Derrick Rose. Let's get his replacement. Literally his replacement. The, the guy with the two bad knees. Yeah, still doing better Yeah, I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to talk about trash. Who is this we're talking about? I missed that. Denzel Valentine of the Bull. Oh, yeah. yeah, his his shot. Every time he would take a shot a game where we kind of smacked the Bulls around, I just smiled. As soon as he got the ball, I'm like, yeah, please shoot the ball. Go you ahead. Know, and do there's it. a lot of talk about drafting and guys who got passed up. And, you know, I always think, you know, hindsight is, you mm-hmm. know, unless someone like reached, you know, you're going by, even with the NFL draft just happened, mm-hmm. there's your draft board. Okay. If mm-hmm. you're going completely off of the board, that's different. If you've got like two or three guys in the same range and you're looking for a fit, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're not going to be right. It's a lot. It's called a lottery for a reason. I don't yep. care. It was, a, it was an awful pick by the Bulls. Uh, that I did not like it. Nobody liked that pick except for Denzel Valentine. Cause was... <laughs> uh, Leon, uh, since uh, you were you were my adversary uh, for, for most of this league, as a, <laughs> there wasn't really much competition for you and I oh, this he, year. He is uh, <laughs> Uh, any anything else you want to say about this team before we move on to the last team? Although we're running out of time, I don't know if we're gonna to get to your team tonight, though. I'm I'm sorry, I have to skip your team. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, any any last words on this uh, on this squad that you see in front of you here? Uh, be on the lookout for Isaiah Stewart next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really came in with some uh, good minutes late in the season. I know Mason Plumlee really had a good year, mm-hmm. but Isaiah Isaiah Stewart. Uh, we were high on him on draft night, but that's right. Yes, he went up the numbers. Leon, yep. it hurts. It hurts when Leon has to give a Duke player like any kind of credit. You can see it in his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, is he giving? Uh, he didn't. He's saying nice things about Mason Plumlee. Is that what you're saying there? Yeah. He, yeah. Leon and me, just the UNC Duke thing. Yeah. I think we don't like <laughs> just every team he has, except for football. It's just the complete op. The national. The Nets. No, oh, speaking of national, sorry, James. Oh. <clears throat> oh, what's the score? Nationals and Yankees. Did Patrick Corbin get the win? No. God darn it. Uh, really quick, uh, just wanted to compliment the Detroit Pistons for having a hell of a draft this uh, uh, last season. We, I think we were pretty high on them. We didn't mm-hmm. realize they were going to be uh, this productive so soon, or at least show flashes of production. Mm-hmm. So look out for the Pistons in the near future. It looks like they really have a good thing going, and it's uh, about the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. More about that in the offseason. And all right, let's, okay, here's your Go stupid – Let's go, stupid champ, with the Nets colors, the Brooklyn Nets colors here. Um, Just gotta say it two times, the champ, champ. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I hope you like my my Nets, uh, my Brooklyn Nets color scheme that I did for you here. Um, uh, it, it, it's very, very looks regal. Regal, oh, this, all right, Stephen Regal, gotcha. All right, if you start singing, he's a man. I'm smacking you on sight when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> or William Regal, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, James, uh, you, you get the first pick overall. Uh, let's have you start. You look at the champs team, right? So from, from worst, from first pick to 12th pick overall, who does Leon get to pick for his keepers next year? Well, Jokic is obviously, I mean, if you're not keeping Jokic, I'll gladly take him on my team. Good looking, oh, good, oh. Good, good looking out. Tampering. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say there's no tampering rules here. I mean, there's collusion rules, uh, anti-collusion rules, but no Listen, anti-tampering rules. So. If, you know, if you decide you need to keep, you know, some net bench player and let Jokic go instead, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad about the whole thing. You know, yeah, that'd be crazy. Like James you know, has Vuv- been like, Vuvicek could make a move next year on the Bulls and be better than Jokic, so you might want to take Vuvicek instead. I think you got to take advantage of that, Leon. Uh, <laughs> So, so it's it's been pretty funny. Like it's like James, would you get that guy in the first in the first pick overall? Yeah, I'll take LeBron. I'll take Russell Westbrook in the first pick. I'll, you know, I'll take everybody. And then you get to Jokic. Yeah, I'll take him too. He's gonna take everybody this year. Uh, who's the second guy? Like, uh, like I said, you know, you just don't know who people are gonna let go. I mean, I've seen some <laughs> weird stuff in Kimberly. I don't think Leon's letting go of uh, Nikola Jokic. It's the complete opposite of. <laughs> it would be the complete opposite of Frozen here. Uh, he's not letting it go. Um, <laughs> Cole doesn't bother him anyway. Uh, okay, so James, the second uh, keeper there for Leon's team. I would say it's probably Irvin. Oh. Oh, Jacob, you still there? I want to get yeah, your I'm thoughts. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think Leon keeps Kyrie Irving for next season? He probably will. Damn, that's Homer. That's fine, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and keep the Kyrie. Go ahead. The Kyrie? <laughs> I mean, Go you, you got to be careful, though, because I heard in the offseason he's taking that trip. To the end of the earth. Oh, oh no! Oh, let him go. Oh, so he no. could fall off and shit. You don't know what happens. Oh no! Not Kyrie Irving. No. Nah, Leon. He might. He joined the Nation of Islam, so he might be on another path there. Is he with the Nation of Islam, or is he just kind of uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, just trying to live oh, no, their no, lifestyle. No, no. He 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 can he converted to Muslim. Oh, I didn't Islam. Know yeah, he did. I, I thought he, he was just doing it uh, just to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, he might have another brother, Malcolm. See? His, his new name is going to be Osama. I take games off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh man, Alu Wakbar. <laughs> Hashtag ISO game. 
<laughs> oh Jesus! We should have just done that for the entire episode. Just make up new names for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> you heard of Cassius Clay? He went to Muhammad. He went to be known as Muhammad Ali. Kyrie Irving could be I don't know. All I'm Al- here right now is the barber shop in Coming to America. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> His mama call him I Kyrie. I'm gonna call him Kyrie. <laughs> All right, Leon, you're the man of the hour or the, of the next two minutes here as uh, we don't want to put too much shine on this uh, whack-ass team. I should have beat him. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, do, you, do you agree with your peers here that you are going to go with Kyrie Irving and Nikola Jokic or you got something else on your sleeve there that you want to show us here? Either that or Melo. You know, wow. Jokic never, never show my hand. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's fairly obvious. Okay. I will say for this team uh, during the year, Boots was a major part of it. Uh, McCollum <clears throat> was nice uh, throughout the year, but like everyone else in, in the league with the injuries, and I, I drafted Blake Griffin thinking he was a main guy out in Detroit. Uh, then he got into that. Uh, buyout discussion and he sat for like three weeks. Yeah. Drummond sat for three weeks and it looked like he, in the game yet? Uh, Drummond uh, he's, in, he's in LA. Yeah. But, but has he reported yet? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it, it was <laughs> I mean, it was good enough to, uh, to win. Yeah, yeah Leon he, he uh, had him in a starting lineup shit, against though. me and that uh, that helped him out big time. Uh, See? As Drummond, uh, what did what Drummond does is get a bunch of rebounds and block mm-hmm. shots, so that sucked for me at uh, least. <laughs> I I also will say uh, the key, one of the keys to winning this championship, actually two of them, uh, were on that upstart Hornets team, Miles Bridges, T.J. Oh, Washington. Uh, be on the lookout for those Hornets. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> P.J. Washington now the center eligibility with that small ball lineup. Those guys are going to be outstanding. Uh, I, I know Miles Bridges is out 10 to 14 days now, but uh, during that past three weeks, he elevated his game to another level that allowed me to wear the crown. This mofo had that damn speech ready, actually. <laughs> I would hope so, man. See, he has a podcast to uh... – to, 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 to have that platform to, to be bragging and have those speeches done, you know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Sadiq Bey, I just wanted to point out, Sadiq Bey is the other uh, Pistons player who uh, yes. was drafted by them mm-hmm. uh, very masterfully, masterfully, ugh, masterfully, if I say so myself, along with Isaiah Stewart. Uh, you might, well, I think James was the one who mentioned Rui Hachimura. Uh, he's with mm-hmm. Team Leon, as you can see right there. Um, but yeah, I think that's a safe choice right there, Nikola Jokic and Kyrie Irving. And if you, you know, sort it by everybody on the team, uh, this is what it kind of looks like. Uh, all of these guys should be kept, if not uh, be selected very early on in the draft next year. Let me make that a little bit bigger so you guys can see. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think we mentioned some of these guys who might be available. There's LeBron James, who we're kind of 50-50 split that he might be kept or, uh, by whoever's replacing Jacob Trent's, Jacob uh, Trent's uh, team over there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Jimmy Butler's another guy. We're kind of not sure if he's going to be kept by uh, uh, Aaron, but I think 
we're a little bit more sure about that one than we are about LeBron being kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? DeMontis Savonis. I mean, Mike Harvey's a big Pacers fan, so I think he's staying. Uh, Julius Randle might be available. So there's another guy that James Pinos might go after. He says he's going after LeBron. He says he's going after Nikola Jokic. I don't know. I think the Knicks fan in him will say otherwise. <laughs> uh, Darren Fox, Jesus Christ, Darren Fox might be available. So for those teams who uh, were uh, did not make it far in the playoffs or, or, or struggle, uh, you will get your chance to kind of redeem yourself. There's a lot of talent, uh, top-heavy talent for next year um, uh, to help you out right away. Uh, there's the Mar DeRozan. I think he might be available next year. So, yeah. Hall of Famer, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, is he now? Okay. Yeah, he's very possible. Yeah. Uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, at one point he used to be a guy who could average more than 40 points a game. I, uh, Jacob, what the hell happened to Pascal Siakam this year? I'm, I'm telling you, man, he reverted to just something I didn't want to see. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to step it up now. His team, you know, he doesn't have Kawhi there, so he's going to – nope, he just <sighs> – I don't know what the hell happened, man. I just, I just know his ass. He might be on a free agency list. So he went from spicy P to mild, mild P. Is that he what got happened? off to a terrible start? Yeah, I, it just was all oh, year, man. It was just bad. It's not even, it's not even mild P. It's just watered down, man. Watered down P. Watered down P. It sounds like uh, me after drinking light beer every uh, on a given night. Uh, well, I, I, Fred Van Fleet was able to uh, flourish and get his forty points. Why not Pascal? Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It, it, I mean, uh, you know, it's that, that, that team got really perimeter oriented with Van Fleet, Lowry, mm-hmm. uh, Bunny, uh, You know, Paul was there before he got traded. Then Trent came in and just basically started taking all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, no, it's that Florida water. It's in Tampa. Once they go back to Toronto, they'll be all right. Oh, <laughs> they'll revert back to what. Okay, I got you. Pascal Siakam will be relevant again. And not that he isn't now, but I swear that he was averaging uh, low to mid-40s last year uh, in our league, and he dipped below 40 this year. So there, that's, mm-hmm. there's something off on there. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Brockton, he's not a keeper, but, I mean, that's a, that's a guy you probably draft in the second round. If you're lucky, maybe yeah. in the third round. So, like I said, there's going to be players. It's only two guys who are kept. If everybody else does their homework, uh, this should be another competitive uh, league next year. And it just won't be the Leon and Felipe show next year. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll go ahead and stop sharing my screen. as uh, it's Nothing else to right, share I'm, there. I'm working, I'm working on the championship in the other league right now. So. <laughs> Actually, he is. It was a good thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, he brought it up. Uh, so, yes, James is in the championship league in my uh, Yahoo Daily League. Uh, congratulations, James. You did an excellent job there uh, against my other friend. I'm in a third place game. Uh, Mitchell and Fox kind of got got the injured and the health safety protocols kind of took me out there. But um, it's been a, com- it was a competitive league all year. But the injuries and Oh, yeah, man. Glance over. Obi just that. dunked on like three days, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Felipe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, Damn, yeah. It, it, I think it ends this Sunday, so. Uh, I'm not, I don't even know what the score is for, for your matchup, but. Uh, right, right before game time today, I was up 6 3. Oh, shit. Man. It, it's. In the driver's seat. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> what do you got? You have Giannis on that team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, there you go. You 
My man couldn't oh, have the right no, time. Not, not, no, not in that league, no. I got, uh, I have Curry in both leagues. No, uh, that, that, that explains it. <laughs> um, but yeah, c- congratulations to James. And uh, just goes to show that maybe weekly is better than daily. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Load it up. Guns. <laughs> look, I lost, see, look, in the, the difference in the other league, I lost both my starting centers. <laughs> but I was able to turn the bottom of the roster and find rebounds and blocks and, you know, like, <laughs> that in the other league. You know, yeah. That, that's, that, that's the main difference you get with between yeah. those types of leagues where you're able to just, you know, you can make adjustments, turn – you know, those three, four rosters, kind of like running like an NFL team. You, you're always looking to improve the bottom of that roster depending on the mm-hmm. matchup. You know, you're getting killed in blocks. You pick up a couple of big dudes that you don't get blocked shots even though they kind of decide of a house. <laughs> but as uh, I was saying, though, th- this has to be one of uh, – I think I told you this, Leon. Th- th- my squad, this has to be one of my favorite teams of all time uh, in the 20 years I've been doing fantasy basketball. It just seemed like, uh, yeah, the injuries, uh, we, that, that was a running thing this year. The injuries were just got awful. We mentioned it early on in this episode where this has to be the, one of the worst years of uh, injuries in the NBA that I can never remember. Uh, but it just seemed like everybody I touched just was productive for me, at, at least for a, a stretch of one, two games. And um, it, it's just a really happy team. I honestly thought I had it. It was a young, it was, uh, it was, uh, upside guys. I, I was able to pick up some guys at the end to, uh, kind of, uh, help me with some of those injuries, like kind of like how you did it with your guys as well. Um, at the end, I just uh, kind of ran out of gas, uh, is that, that, that those injuries caught up to me and it seems like your team was getting healthy at the right time, Leon. So I think that ended up not, not, not that I'm saying that it's, it's the excuse, but it, it, there is a luck factor involved as well. And, uh, uh, that, that was. I mean, I did have Kyrie. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it, listen, if you had a, I mean, we saw the other guys, the other uh, uh, owners with the Nets players, and they're not in the same position that you're in right now. They're actually Ky- Kyrie's the one that played the most games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though he took a couple of vacations there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what happened. He took them early just so he can help out Leon. At the, end of the, year. the whole Ramadan thing I find interesting because I don't, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know how old some of you dudes are, but mm. Hakeem used to do the same thing. Yeah, and he used to drop like twenty pounds that month, and you could tell mm-hmm. you know, he'd be winded at the end of the game. You know, I mean, there's there's lots of guys that have done it. I mean, you just don't know about it because they're not as high profile. But right. uh, I remember with Hakeem, and you know, for a while, uh, Muhammad Abdul Rauf before he got blackballed yep. from the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, original, we needed, ste- original staff or something like that. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we needed um, Elijah one to get winded in fucking 94. Uh, now, what we needed was Rolando Blackman who was sitting on the goddamn bench. Oh, yeah, that is John Starks and his two for 17. I still blame OJ, too. <laughs> it was OJ's fault. <laughs> A bone. OJ gets the blame. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Go Damn, OJ. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah. But, I, I think you left Felipe speechless with the OJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, don't, don't bring it up. Don't, don't even. No. I, I, no. I, okay, fine. I won't don't, do it. 94 was a great year. I had to see his face. <laughs> Wait, but you have your own show? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, it's Mother's Day Sunday, so we're going to go on Saturday uh, afternoon, okay. Sean and I. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, 
the hell are we talking about? Oh, uh, post high prospects. Uh, we already had a big argument via chat, <laughs> just preparing. So it should be uh, it should be uh, gun smoke tomorrow <laughs> afternoon at the uh, at the at the Felipe and Sean Corral over the Total Bases uh, podcast at Baseball Life. I know. I think you guys are shooting Nerf guns, but all right. <laughs> oh well shoot right now Gunsmoke you want to talk about Gunsmoke uh, I think we Francisco, told you right Francisco Lindor actually has a Nerf gun as a bat right now <laughs> listen, he, not gonna, listen he had a home run tonight so I'm not, Matt, I'm not Matt's, gonna, Matt's gonna Matt bro listen, <laughs> listen he has a home run tonight that's okay listen I don't want to hear that because we're staying with something <laughs> y'all guys were just up and on y'all about to kick his ass straight out of New York Really quick, you guys. Uh, so I looked up Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf over at the Basketball Reference website because you guys mentioned that uh, he's known as Steph Curry uh, prototype or whatever, uh, uh, BC, Steph Curry BC before Curry. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so they have similarity scores, right? Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf played for nine seasons. The guy that he has the highest similarity score to is Rafer Skip to my Lou Alston, which I think I love that comparison a little bit more. Than the Steph Curry one. Well, see, the, to me, the difference in the style of play hurt him back then, also because you could beat up on little guards back then, and by the end of the game, sometimes he was beat up, and so he couldn't close. You know, now that you can't lean on guys the way that it used to be, you know, you know, and you see, it's a guard league now. Why? Because you can't beat up the guards like you used to. If I I may counterpoint that, uh, I'm a Bulls fan, and that dude used to torch our ass every single, especially in Denver. He's one of the, he was one of the ten losses in '95, '96. Denver always has an advantage to me, home court wise. If they, if Denver has a good team, they have an advantage because you come in, uh, you know, if you fly in that same day, you're you're absolutely screwed. Yeah, well, they had no answer. Uh, The Bulls didn't have a single answer. They had all the answers against the Knicks, that's for sure, against the the Knicks point guards, but not against Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, no. I I mean, when you got John Paxson trying to guard uh, uh, Mohamed Abdul-Raouf, you know, that's that's never going to (laughs) work. Well, sure. Imagine Ron Harper trying to guard Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf on his shaky knees over there. Uh, okay, here it is. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. So I guess it's not as good as I thought it was, but 11.7 points against the Bulls for his career. Uh, 3.4 assists and 1.5 rebound. 23.4 minutes per game against the Chicago Bulls. But there was that one game in 95-96 when uh, they, they snapped their 30-game win streak. And uh, I'll never forget that. It still haunts my dreams. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Wait, who was who laughing? I thought I heard Jacob laughing at me. And the Mets oh. win it. Oh, I gotta tell, I gotta Jacob's giggling in the dark over there. I don't know what's going on. Darkness. No, no. Darkness has arrived. Darkness, everybody. All right, the Mets won. Now I'm going to message Corey because he's talking all that shit. He about to get the gun smoke right the hell now. Jacob shows up and he's just shooting up everybody already. Jesus, I told man, I had I had to make up for lost time, man. Clearly, you are making up for lost time. <laughs> what the hell, you think this is? Uh, it's oh, it's, uh, it's your show. I'm just on that show. That's all it is. Nah, you did a great job. Y'all did a great job. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate yeah, man, it. Thank- Thanks for inviting me. I, I love how you guys, anytime I, I have these wacky ideas and I have these basketball thoughts I want to share, you guys are always willing to accommodate me. So I, I really do thank you guys. You guys are, again, I cannot, I cannot sing your praises enough. You guys are doing a wonderful job 
uh, as the admins, uh, one of the uh, primary admins at this point at the Basketball Life. Uh, I mean, I'm an admin, but I'm just, but I'm not an admin. I'm just there to support. No, you <laughs> no, guys have need... been... I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead. No, I was about to say the master <laughs> spreadsheets. We always need that. <laughs> Bring that dynamic. I am the super spreadsheeter here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys have been doing an awesome job uh, uh, as admins. Uh, that the, it's um, uh, You guys just have whatever vision you guys had for it, I'm pretty sure this is it right here. And I, I could not be any happier with it. Uh, James, thank, thank you for being the only one to show up tonight, having the balls to uh, uh, speak for yourself and, and, and defend yourself here. Uh, and uh, uh, thank you for joining us and, and, and providing some uh, insight on not just your basketball team, but everybody else's basketball team as well. well a lot of fun. You guys are, you guys are great. You know, the, the league was a lot of fun, you know, even though, like I said, I got, Kind of screwed, you know, injury-wise and stuff this year, but you know, <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, you know, it, it happens. I've I've gone from last to first in several leagues before. Just you know, sometimes it's health. You know, you hey man, to... you got that? You got a first pick overall for, uh, for your troubles, so uh, don't blow it. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> right, Leah. Remember, hook your friend up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send your pictures down Flatbush when we hone the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Leon, if they lose, you're going to have to hide, right? Me and Jake are coming for you, right? Oh, oh, my God. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting, too. What I'm if? Waiting. Leon, what if? Leon's going to be a witness protection. What if Leon winning the fantasy? the of Islam and change his name, too. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Leon in the Heidi of hole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you guys, what if uh, uh, Leon winning this fantasy basketball championship, but his punishment is that he gets to see the Brooklyn Nets not win one this year? I would freaking die. Um, the first you know, show. Speaking from epic. personal experience, in years that I have won in different sports, not in basketball, because obviously the makes I haven't won shit in a while. <laughs> um, but in like football and baseball, when I've done really well that year, yeah, that unfortunately has seemed to correlate. <laughs> Who's your football so, team? I forget. James. I'm a Cowboy fan, always. Oh, well, that explains. Always been a Cowboy fan. Uh, I, I did not know that. I thought, no. I was expecting better from you, honestly. <laughs> Good draft, though. Good draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved it. You know, they, they, they went. They drafted for fit, which, you know, again, you know, some people didn't like it, but mm-hmm. we needed linebackers because LVE, unfortunately, I love him. He's a, when he's healthy, just like when Sean Lee, you know, uh, up until the end there, when he kept getting hurt, he's a tremendous gamer and gets to the ball. But he, you know that he just keeps getting that neck injury, it keeps coming back now. So listen, man, when when, when you, gotta, you need options, when, when they're when the when the bar has been set so low, anything looks good by comparison. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. What are you a Bears fan? What are we talking about here? Oh. Well, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you, man. We're talking about the Cowboys. I'm, I'm, I'm just checking, though. Don't deflect. Oh, when you're talking def- about the bar being set low, I mean, you know. Don't deflect. Don't worry about my team. Worry about your, your team. How about them apples? You know, ironically, the most uh, – the, the, the teams that are worth the most money, the top three teams are all teams that I root for. Uh, what, the Yankees, the, Yankees, uh, the Knicks? Yankees, Knicks, and Cowboys. Yeah, it's the uh, – the two largest market, and of course, America's team. Well, thing, you know, people always ask, and I'm like, well, you know, and again, youngins, but I don't know how much y'all remember, but when I was a kid, games and locally were always blacked out. 
you know, yeah, the, the yeah. NFL was much stricter on the blackouts, and yeah. we got that's why there's so many Cowboy fans, mm-hmm. fans, 49er fans in different <laughs> cities because they were on constantly. Yeah, that's you true. Know, during, during those days, and that, that's why you to me that's why those fan bases are are the way that they are because yeah, and they were winning too. The Giants back then. were blacked out so much back Ooh. then that you, you didn't get to see them every week. You know, now it's mandated that you know the local team gets on the TV basically, but otherwise. Yeah. You know, how am I supposed to watch the Jets? <laughs> so what you say the blackout is, is that Leon and Jacob are not allowed to watch football games? Is that what you're saying, James? Oh, yeah, a bitch? Yeah, Ain't this a bitch? <laughs> See, they just brought the blackout. This, 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 this is this is the most diverse group here. Right, we got we got two African Americans and we got two Hispanics. Look at that. See, <laughs> white people on the show tonight. You know, it's, oh, I'm, man. Sure, the, I'm well, sure the FCC is calling. Hey, be careful, be careful. Some of us have been uh, suspended because uh, we, we bash uh, a certain complexion too much, a certain lighter complexion too much. So <laughs> just be careful uh, there, James. Hey, tread, listen, tread lightly. I, I try to avoid those conversations in the group. <laughs> there are some members of the group who only comment in the groups <laughs> when some sort of political or racial thing is brought up yeah. mm-hmm. and you guys are really really nice in the fact that you don't ban certain people because there's a couple of people that I, when you know when you look at their posts they're not on any of the discussion posts about actual baseball basketball football mm-hmm. stuff. but the minute you bring up something like that they've got an opinion yeah mm-hmm. you know it always seems to be a certain shade Especially in the off season, in the baseball group, especially in the off season when there's there everybody's bored, everybody oh my God. Uh, has jerked off too many times already, and they got nothing else to do with themselves, so they they see a, a, a quasi political post in the baseball group and like, yeah, well, you know, the Democrats are they're ruining the country, they're ruining America. Like what? <laughs> what does this have to do with the luxury tax? Listen, I saw the perfect meme today, um, and I, you know, I don't know, I'm not friends with all of you, but I had posted it. And it's the future the left wants, and it shows the Federation from Star Trek, <laughs> the future Republicans want, and it's the Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, my God. Oh, and I was literally crying for like five minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Utopia versus dystopia, right? So, um, all right. Well, it's, uh, it's, the, uh, it's way past the two-hour mark. We've been talking about Leon Seen this whole time. We've talked about him too much. Leon, uh, why don't you send us home already? Well, uh, we catch your wonderful show tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Total Basis Podcast with Felipe Malicio, Sean Flannery, catch your fantasy baseball needs. Uh, we just spoke about the NFL draft. Uh, every previous episode on the Audible, Randy Hammond and Matt Bushnell, they do an awesome job. Uh, the awards, I'm still waiting to see the hardware. <laughs> <laughs> the Grammy nominated. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Donk City, Monday nights, 7 p.m. Baseball Life, Henry Maldonado Jr. Vince Mercandetti, uh, Yankees took an asshole for the night. Hope it continues all weekend. It'll be good to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see it. I can already hear it. How, like, how can you lose to a team that lost to the Braves? I don't get it. The Yankees, <laughs> Baron Boone, fuck them. Fire Boone already. All right. Oh, I'm having fun torturing Vince with all his burner accounts on Twitter. I just keep posting. All the people <laughs> on Twitter. Is like, look, another Vince burner account. 
What the hell? We got another <laughs> no hitter. Yeah, uh, Wade Miley hit a, got a no hitter. That's the fourth one this season. What in oh, the wow. hell is going on? Uh, Wait, seven or nine innings? I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's <laughs> nine innings. I'm assuming it's nine innings. Uh, and, and it's against Cleveland, who ha- who uh, just got uh, whooped the uh, whooped the Royals' ass this past week. So I don't know what that says about the Royals or the Reds or Wade Miley. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Wade Miley hit, getting a no hitter. That, that's this this is so messed up. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can catch our previous episodes by subscribing to the Life Group Podcast Network on a YouTube channel, or you can catch us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Apple. However, you receive your podcast and. Uh, uh, I think that's about send us home. Uh, Workshoot podcast as well. With the Workshoot. Oh. The wrestling podcast. The Workshoot wrestling you. podcast. Thursday nights. Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks. I think they just did uh, Blood and Guts. The, uh, blood and what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blood and trash? Okay, blood right. blood and blood. intestines. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> we love you guys, though. That shit was trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I just listened to them too. It was, it, they were good, but uh, oh yeah, no, they they are so full of information. Like they're they're talking about wrestling oh. I didn't even know existed. Absolutely, I love Not, it. Man. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is everybody, right? Yes. Yes, I got it. Uh, your got show, it. your show. Yeah, you can catch uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, uh, what you what you said? Yeah, you can catch the brothers. <laughs> yeah, there's no black out here. No, this is not the NFL here. Nah, we don't play that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, they, they, the blackout in the stands, the blackouts in the head coaching uh, positions. <laughs> that's the NFL for you. But yeah, we'll be right back at you next Friday night. Uh, I think we'll oh, WNBA uh, uh, opening night next Friday. So hell yeah! Are you guys gonna do something big for that next week or no? I'll have my Liberty jersey on. That's about it. Okay. We we might. Post more about the WNBA leading up to it, you know, first season, doing stuff like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something for the ladies, so. though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me know if you guys need my help or anything. Yeah, Absolutely. 25th season is going to be real good. Uh, playing tournament coming in soon, so uh, going to work on getting guests. But uh, we'll be back here next Friday. Catch all our other podcasts uh, during the week. And uh, until then, everybody, you know, blow out. Sir. Sure. Rose.